Hello. Welcome to episode Hello. <laughs> Hello. Episode 102 of the Parapod. You're back again with your hosts, Mark and Don. Oi, oi. Oi, what's the crack? Uh, this is a recommended film episode, as all episodes are from now on. From now on, because yeah. Because we're doing two-week episode, uh, two-week breaks between episodes. It's not really a break, it's just the interval between episodes when they're released. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of quality, mm-hmm. for the sake of... Our, our mental health. Our own sanity, really. Because <laughs> things be busy, man. Damn, it's fucking October and September, a busy-ass time of yeah, year. Yeah, what's the crack with that? Jesus. You know? I'm so drained and sleep-deprived. You know, I'm not healthy at all. Uh, you know, it, it ain't it ain't good, bro. <laughs> it ain't good. Yeah, I, all I, I haven't had dinner today. I had to skip dinner because I didn't have time. I didn't have time. I came home from work and uh, the kitchen was being used. I was like, I have an hour window to make dinner when I come on for to do the power pod. Uh, I have an hour window between coming home and making dinner and like leaving. You know, mm. um, so the kitchen was occupied. So I was like, row off, absolutely <laughs> row off. It. I had a few hula hoops. Uh, came down here a bit early, went into Alex, mm-hmm. lovely place, usually, uh, fucking, there was a homophobic attack in there while I was, while I was in the chipper, it was disgusting. Someone's gone to the dogs, <laughs> <laughs> four euro for a bag of chips and you get called a slur while they're at it. Yeah, like, I was minding my business, some child fucking starts hurling slurs at me, um, and it was also soaked in vinegar, so I, I actually, it was so bad at the end of the bag that I just turned the bin, so uh, I'm running on empty here. But I'm feeling great because I have my Lucasade alert. What? Yeah, what is that? It's caffeine. Lucasade with caffeine in it. And you use? It's pretty. It's really nice. Do you want to taste it? Yeah, you can sure. taste it. It's really nice. High caffeine. Vit beat Warning. Through. High caffeine content. Whoa, man. The smell of that. What the fuck? Yeah, it's really nice. Oh, cherry blast. That makes, a sense for, that makes sense with the smell. Mm. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's very nice. I, I enjoy it anyway. It's quite cheap as well. Um, I said it's like a euro, is it? No, it's like one fifty or something. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a big can, lah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, busy times, busy times. How are you? How have you been? I'm good. Wait, what's our recommended film for this episode? Oh, sorry, our recommended, <laughs> our recommended film is Black Christmas by Bob Clark, a 1973 film, which is commonly cited as the kind of foundational slasher uh, archetype. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Fiverr. What is this film? Is it 73 or 74? Because I looked it up and I was getting different. Years. I think it was 73, mm. because it was before Texas Chainsaw. And Texas Chainsaw was pretty early in 74, mm. wasn't it? Um, from what I can remember, my fucking horror movie yeah. calendar <laughs> <laughs> in my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then our Halloween episode is next week. We're kind of getting ahead of ourselves talking about Halloween that. ends. Halloween ends. Finally. <laughs> yeah, at last. And we're never, we'll never talk about anything uh, horror-themed again. No, that's it, yeah. That episode. Notoriously, uh, this podcast regularly talks about horror films. Nope. Yep, that's it. We'll be done. That's I just can't wait because next I'm gonna I got a few horror films lined up for next week, next episode. Ah, cool. Let me talk about some. Fuck, if you want to watch, I don't know uh, if it's gonna be your bag of tea, bag of tea, cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, My tea bag. Uh, the, I think I'm gonna try and watch the the sadness. The sadness is it sad? It's uh real fucked up. Is uh, it depressing? No, it's a zombie film. Oh, okay. But they're like, they're not zombies. What are they? It's like an infection that makes people completely depraved. Depraved? What does it mean? Like, they will they will do oh. all sorts of violence upon you, and they're fully, like, they're, they'll tie you up and, you know, torture mm. you. Oh, my God. Like, they're not, then it's not like brutal attacks, that like, like, flailing at you. Like, they'll 
they'll inflict they'll inflict as much damages pain. on you as they as they as they want oh as if god. a normal person but it's just like they lose all empathy and stuff like that oh my god um so yeah i don't know if that's gonna be your i don't know i don't know it's gonna be real gory <laughs> okay maybe not maybe <laughs> real not. fucking gory gore isn't my vibe gore is not my vibe no but anyway yeah if, uh, if you stick them up on the docket we'll definitely have a, a goosey gander at them you know yeah no this for sure it's time of the year it is energy draining it is. It is. It really is. I think it's something to do with the, um, the the dead. You know, the spirits, the spirit world. This is when it's, you know, the gap between ours and theirs is is, is thinning. 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 You nearly reach in. You nearly reach in. They're reaching. Grandmother balls. Be like, let go of me, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, grandmother, but ghost balls. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's draining. Draining times, getting so cold, so dark outside as well. I kind of like that though. To be honest, oh, I love that. I have to say, love it. You know, there's a certain, there's a real, there's a huge vibe when you get on a bus late at night. Sorry, not late at night. During the winter, it's like you're coming home from work, or whatever. Um, and there's something about the the temperature, the smell, the sounds. I love it. Yeah, something about it. I really like it. The street lights and it's stuff. Dark. Oh, yeah, it was dark outside. And you're on the bus, and it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of warm, and you're just like. Oh, I can be at home soon, or whatever. Um, or it's just like you know, maybe this Christmas music playing. You're like, oh my god, this is so cool. With the fire crackling on the, the TV, the fire is well. crackling. This is a this is a, also a part of huge part of the vibe. I oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Just gonna change my uh, light to orange, orange because that makes more sense. Why is that? That's not orange. That's orange. oh, that's not orange because yeah, yeah, that's orange. Yeah. Nah, actually, not as good as a blue. I don't think. I like the orange. I like the orange. Yeah, yeah. The suits, it's even the salt lamp is yeah. orange, and the and the other lamp, and the other lamp, <laughs> a lot of orange in this room yeah. because it's the power pod, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. color. Exactly. Not nothing yeah. else is orange. Nothing else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> orange is not cons- is not a has no other connotations within Ireland. No. None. No, it's no. only known for power pod. Obviously not. No. Um, I uh, I've recently discovered. Was I talking about this last? No, I don't think it was. Mm. Cold showers. Oh. Man, I'm, I'm real into I have no idea. I think I saw some TikTok or something talking about the benefits of a cold chair. And uh, one day after work, I was bollocksed and st- like, you ever get like really stressed and you have like a, just like a fuzz headache? Mm. Like, it's not like a proper headache, but like, yeah, you just yeah. like, you, can you just, just have to, your head is wrecked. Your head is literally wrecked. wrecked. Head's wrecked. <laughs> Who's, Who's on? on? <laughs> <laughs> um, and like a, d- a day or two before, and I'd seen something about like cold chairs, and I was like, I'm gonna have a cold chair tonight. So mm. I, uh, my my new routine is to take my sister's portable speaker, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, put it in the bath in the bathroom, knock on like two songs that are like you know, four three minutes, you know, four f- like so like I'm in the shower for like around six to eight minutes, mm. and uh, get into the shower, knock it on. Really cold, hype myself up, maybe slap yourself in the face or something, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just stay within the cold shower for like the, that amount of time. Mm. And then you Do get you, like out. wash yourself or just stand. Nah, no, you're just like you're just. I'm trying to get like um, like really get like get it on my on my head, my neck, my back. Pick it up, get underneath the armpits, so like the veins and arteries get that mm. uh, on my wrists, so my veins there and the back of the legs, like in underneath my knees kind of um, yeah what what are what are the benefits of the cold shower man you feel so, like i think it's just like the cold shower just puts you in like not like a state of shock but like 
that you adrenaline. ain't you ain't having a headache after that. That's mm. <laughs> like any like your d like really relaxes you. I guess is the only way to say, and like gives you like this nice kind of energy, but like this mellow kind of energy. Mm. Like I have a cold shower. I'm gonna like more or less two, three, four times a week now. Mm. I have a cold shower before bed, and I sleep like a fucking baby. That's weird because it's kind of counterintuitive. Because you think it'd be the reverse? Oh, it'd wake you up. Because I, the first night I did it, and I slept really well, and I was like, "What are the benefits?" Like, I literally Google like benefits cold shower before bed, and it's like, uh, wh- like when you get into bed, your body temperature drops mm. when you fall asleep. So if you have a cold shower, you're prepping your body already for that. Oh, so your right. your body temperature drops quicker obviously and you can fall asleep quicker and mm. um, so i think it's got something to do with that also because when you get into bed like you have a cold shower and you're cold you get into bed you wrap yourself in that blanket yeah yeah, yeah. You, man you feel so cozy uh, and then you just fall asleep that way as well that sounds amazing oh man it's great you know i used to have cold showers when i had my life together when i was 15 16 years old and <laughs> uh, i used to uh i used to wake up I used to wake up at, uh, used to be in school. What time was school to start? Five to nine or something like that? Yeah, something Five like that. to nine, that rings in my head. It's definitely yeah, what, man, what time started. does? Because I used to think, like, you'd be getting up mad early for for school. But now I'm like, it's not even. It's like nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It actually wasn't early at yeah, all. It's really. like nine until half three. Why did those days feel like they went on forever? Yeah, I know. Yeah, nowadays we're like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah. It's like, oh, and that's yeah. working. Like, it's yeah. actually, yeah, it's actually, yeah, working. Not hanging out with your mates. But, um, yeah, I used to get up, like, at, like, six, half six, like, like hours. Psychopath hours. Yeah, hours before I needed to, to be up, uh, hours before I needed to be anywhere, and uh, I'd go for a run, I'd walk my dog, and I'd do all these, like, random things, um, and every now and then, sometimes in the morning, a lot, mainly in the evening, um, I would have a cold chair, because mm. I read about that it was good for, like, uh, for, like, random whatever you know, wellness yeah. things. Yeah. I read that it was good for building brown fat. So I had this idea that in some bizarre uh, future, I would be in a situation where I needed... So brown fat is insula- insulation, mm-hmm. basically, for your body. Uh, I'd be in some kind of bare grill situation where I'd need to have bodily <laughs> insulation to survive <laughs> extremely cold temperatures. So I tried to adjust to it. So you're going to be in, like, in a live or something like that, the, the plane crash? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, man, I used to be obsessed with that whole case when I was like, Prepping around that time. Prepping life for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Started eating people and all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I used to have cold chairs and do all these weird things. Um, and like naturally wake up at 6 a.m. And then just, but like I was never like that before. Mm. And then all of a sudden around like six years, I just stopped doing it. And it's, I could not even begin to imagine ever doing like anything like yeah, that ever again i think it takes like uh, a bit of like tolerance because the first time i was like fuck i can't do this but it's after like um two like the first the first like two three minutes not nah, two minutes of a cold shower is torture just trying to get mm. yourself to you stay go, in but once once you get past that like that first barrier it's actually i'm not gonna say enjoyable but like it's really manageable and like mm. i'd be you know, like <laughs> you're like oh, yeah. screaming in the <laughs> not screaming like you know like quietly screaming like go on <laughs> ever done an ice bath? Uh yeah, I did an ice bath in DCU gym a few times. I used to go to the sauna and then I would hop into the ice bath. And not and then I googled like the somewhat dangers of that and it's bad for your balls. It's not bad for your balls, man. You can fuck up your nerves doing that apparently. If you like going from the sauna into the thing. Yeah, if you do uh, if you do it too quick, you can uh, really fuck up your nerves. Um how? 
or maybe it's the other way around. No, no, it's I think it's being like in hot and sweating and your pores being entirely opening and then dunking into ice cold water for too long. Mm. It can like apparently can really fuck up with your nerves. Ah, yeah, it's just bad for it, like for your teeth as well. If you drink tea and then you start mm. drinking coke, it's really bad for your teeth. Yeah, you can start being like breaking and stuff. Um, or even the other way, you're like, you're like uh, divers if they come too quick, they can, yeah. just, they can just fucking die. Like what? It's just random rules like that where you have to like, like who fi- who died to figure that out? Yeah, that, that was a thing, you know. Someone obviously got fucked up, and they're like, "What's happening? <laughs> what happened to the person?" <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I heard this. Uh, just but uh, the co- ice bats. Yeah, they're um, they're good. They're they're way more torturous though. Like mm. you can only, I genuinely think you could only stay in them for like, um, like a minute at max. Really? To start with, mm. um, they're fucking torture. Is it knives? Yeah, it's just like oh, it's just everything about it. And like, I don't know. I've never been in a proper bath. Like the one that they had was um. You know, like, uh, you know those kind of deep bins that they have in, like, pubs and stuff like that for the bottles? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what DCU basically had <laughs> yeah. for that. It's just filled with water and then there a was bottle a, bin, yeah. just a bottle bin and you fucked the ice into it. Yeah. So there wasn't even, like, couldn't... Couldn't lay out. Couldn't lay out or, like, in any way feel comfortable. So I think, like, even naturally, if take out the water, I think I could only sit like that for, like, a minute or two. <laughs> so my problem is the ice. Yeah. It's actually the uh, container. <laughs> <laughs> Fix this. Um, but no, yeah, I think cold chairs are, I don't want, like, cold or ice baths. I'm just like, no. Mm. I'm not, not, not about that life. Never mind. Even like, because like I have like I have warm showers, like hot showers in the morning. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think I could feel clean in a cold shower. Why? I don't know. I just feel like I like I feel I like. I suppose yeah. If you're like you couldn't get the suds going really. You yeah, know? and like I wouldn't feel like I'm like removing because I feel like like you don't wash dishes with cold water. Mm. Yeah, so I feel like the same thing applies with the the dirt and oils and grime whatever that's on your body before you have a shower mm. is like I'm not properly cleaning myself yeah yeah definitely there's definitely something something off about it mm. i know in um brazil and stuff and all the hot countries they regularly have cold showers or at least like like not warm showers i'd imagine because if you did because it's so warm die <laughs> yeah yeah <'cause laughs> it's so warm over there. Remember when i was in when i was in rome i was like it wasn't a cold chair but it was just on it was it was just like fucking tap water mm. but it, it felt amazing yeah you know, it wasn't cold cold but it was just it was like lukewarm, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is I Perfect. get it. I yeah. get it now, you know? you know." Warm enough that you can feel clean. That's what I like. That's all I need. Like those. I remember watching some. Uh, I can't remember what what the name of the the YouTube channel were, but they were like seven Asian people from like Korea, Japan, and I think one of them might have been from China. And there was one like uh, she was like. Latina, I don't know where, I think Mexican, maybe South American, but anyway. Mm. And they were all talking about, like, I can't remember what the fuck they were talking about, but the point that they're making was that, like, white people don't clean themselves properly because they don't use. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. That's, that, apparently, that's a thing. Apparently, that is a thing, like, because, yeah. like, in other countries, they use, like, not, like, I imagine that, like, in Asian countries, they might use, like, like, they were talking about, like, how white people don't have the water hot enough. Like, they're like, they, it needs to be like scalding your skin and you scrub yourself with it. I was like, Fills. I was like, Fills. No. But then you're just like, Yeah, but Asian people have really, like, not only like clean skin, but like, it, like, their skin looks good for, you know, all the way throughout their life. Yeah. Like, they're obsessed with skincare. Maybe it's just skincare. But yeah. I was also like, 
like how do most you know people clean themselves like for, in Ireland do most I know that my dad has like five minute showers I'm like bro <laughs> 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 you ain't in there long enough like you need to like Once scrub a day, like, yourself yeah you need to be scrubbing yourself ah, I'm in yeah, the shower yeah. for like ten minutes I'm in there and I'm doing the nook and crannies and then I'm like oh, did I do that one I'll have to do it again you know how are you washing your ass bro wash my ass getting right up there you know all the way up into the prostate feel around make sure it's all <laughs> everything's in order um Check myself when I'm up there. <laughs> um, Very important. Everyone washing the ass, is, washing the ass is key because mm. you get sweaty as fuck down there, so much. But yeah, I, 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 got, I got swamp jocks like twenty four seven. Swamp so. jocks, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> actually there's there's literally nothing worse. There's nothing in life worse. Man, than I, really, I wouldn't even be warm. And then sometimes it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you're just like you're scratching your back. You're like, oh my god, there's so, a fucking pool right? back there. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, even right now, I'm really sweaty. Right now, I'm pretty dry, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's probably the talcum powder. I started treating myself. <laughs> but yeah, loads. Of, I've heard from loads of Brazilians that like Europeans don't wash. That's the thing. Is that the I'm, whole? I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, what are you talking? Is that about? like the whole like French Italian culture is like? Yeah, bathhouses, bathhouses and clean, cleaning themselves and stuff like that. Yeah, we got we got Scandinavians. Scandinavians are European. Yeah, their whole thing is spas. They surely clean themselves. Yeah, we got a bathhouse. Maybe not in Ireland. But Europeans generally, yeah. Yeah, but we are dirty people. We are dirty, dirty people. Uh, actually, there's some guy sat next to me on the bus today, and he literally smelled like dog shit. Yeah, he, he sat. He was this huge guy. I think he came off like a building site or something, but he wasn't like dirty or anything. He just sat down next to me, and he, like, it was, you know when people say, like, eye-watering um, smells. smells, like, my eyes were nearly watering. He smelled <sighs> so bad. He smells so I couldn't even fo- I was listening to music, couldn't even focus on the music. I was like, this guy smells so fucking bad. I need to get off the bus. Maybe they're right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are right. I don't think he was Irish to be fair, but like um yeah, he smelled really bad. I, but he was really nice. I was like, Oh, I need to get out. And he was like, Oh, no problem. I was like, I judged this man too quickly. <laughs> Keep your hands out. I was like, I need to get out because you smell like shit. And he's like, Oh no problem, don't worry, man. Don't worry, man. Everyone says that. <laughs> Yeah, no. Public transport, smelly, smelly people. Oh, yeah. Smelly people. Yes, go Too many. bastards. Too many smelly people. Um, yeah, mm. right. Let's start off with a horror film, will we? Hmm. We talk about... What else could we start off with? We... <laughs> do you want to start off with something else? No, well, this is, we only have horror <laughs> films. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> we got four things on the dock and they're all horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched Pulse. Oh. Um, I need to look up this... Uh, I talked about this director before. Uh, he remember remember I talked about ages ago a film called Cure. It was a thriller, uh, horror film about a serial killer. Um, the film is directed by Kay- Kayashi Kurosawa. Kayashi Kurosawa Cure. What was what was it about again? Um, like serial killer. A wave of gruesome murders is sweeping Tokyo. The only connection is a bloody X carved on onto the neck of each victim. Um, it was like the the serial killer was like hypnotizing people. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Pulse is a film from two thousand and one. Two thousand one. Oh, too good. Two thousand one. And uh, what a year! This is a. Uh, is a weird film. Um, mm. like all the points we're going to be talking about uh, are like. Okay, so we'll start off. Film starts off with uh, these people talking about like one of their mates having not come out, like, in ages. He had this tape or something, and uh, they haven't seen him in ages. So one of them goes in 
to find him and be like, oh, are you done with the tape? Like, can I borrow it or whatever? And he's like, yeah, sure, no, here you go, take it. And she's like, oh, thanks very much. And then she walks into the room, gets the tape, and she comes back out, and he's not there anymore. And uh, she's, like, walking around, and she's like, Josh, where are you? Whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, it definitely Josh. wasn't Josh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Josh! <laughs> and uh, she walks into one of the rooms, and he's just hung himself. And uh, Oh, my God. She's like, what the fuck? What's on this tape? Is it the ring? And yeah, no, I genuinely thought it was gonna be like something like the ring, but then uh, there's another character, and man, it literally took. I was watching this with my family, and we were like an hour and twenty minutes into this two-hour film before we realized that there was two separate stories going on at the same time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! I was like, I was so confused. Like, why are we coming? Like, when the fuck are these characters? Like, do they know each other? Because it's just like it doesn't properly introduce the characters mm. it kind of just like starts with two different timelines timelines and you're not fully it's not even timelines you're going on at the same time mm. uh, and the people kind of know each other but like the main character of each story then eventually me but i just found that very unclear at the start of this film yeah yeah um so uh we then cut to another fella and he's just like surfing the web or whatever and he comes across as like really fucked up weird website that like kind of starts to take control of his computer, basically. Mm. And uh, it goes on from there. Basically, what is going on is that people are seeing a demon or a ghost or something like that. And it's causing people to uh, kill themselves. Yeah. Um, and if they don't kill themselves, they literally just evaporate and disappear. Like, Why? I mean, like at the end of like Endgame, like the uh, click bits yeah. where they just like turn to dust <laughs> oh man um i'm gonna go into like full spoilers with this film i don't really like i do recommend this film because some people might really like it it is like scary for like the first like half an hour mm. and then it's just really not really i found it really fucking boring <laughs> yeah really fucking boring how long is it? two hours and two minutes? hours no just two hours two hours all right um, oh, yeah, still kind of long. Still, still long for a horror film. Yeah. I mean, you only enjoyed the first like half an hour, and then the next hour and a half, you're just like bored and like getting what it's talking about, but being like, okay. yeah. Basically, what well, uh, one of the characters, they're like trying to figure out like what's going on, how is this happening? There's all this stuff about these different rooms being possessed. Basically, what's happening is that the other world, you know, the other dimension. You know, whatever life is beyond our mm. current reality is filling up, and the ghosts and you know of the dead are now finding different mediums to exist in. So they are existing on the internet. Oh, okay. Um, because it's two thousand one. This new, you know, realm has been discovered. Mm. Uh, very, you know. Putting uh, ghosts on tape. Putting ghosts it's on like tape. stone tape like, Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm. And, like, they're infecting computers. They're uh, re- interacting with people now. And essentially what's happening is, is that the ghosts are making people either kill themselves or to get so lonely that they just disintegrate. Oh, no, still going. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ, my like, fucking... Yeah, keeps doing that where it's like... It'll oh, go, it'll my go heart. <laughs> oh, my God. Me at... Um... Basically, uh, what it, what the film is essentially saying is like, and what like it's exploring, and which is impressive because it's like 
at this like 2001 this is like the start of of the web mm. is being like investigating that the widespread of the internet is just gonna um isolate and then alienate people from one another and people are going to become so lonely and depressed because of this effect that the internet's having that uh okay let's just ignore it oh i don't like how it's doing that um and it's just—it's causing people to uh, get so lonely and depressed that they kill themselves. And it's like widespread; like it is spreading across to everybody. Mm. Like at the near the end of this film, it's like post-apocalyptic that like everyone's just disappeared, mm. and there's only like a few people remaining, and they're all trying to survive. And if you interact with a ghost, it's gonna infect you with this loneliness, mm. which is like that's a really cool like re- like revolutionary idea at the time. Uh, of like looking at this medium that we've looked at, we're like, man, the endless possibilities, like what the web can do. Mm. It connects everyone. We can have this global village type of shit. But the actual reality that we're living in now is that alienation and isolation that comes with the internet for a lot of people. Mm. Um, and it's it's cool that in two thousand one, this guy, whoever the director or writer or whoever, ever made this film, like to investigate that aspect of the internet mm. it's cool that they did it in 2001 okay uh something fucked up with the uh audio there i'd um, actually shot the bed thank you shot the bed three times we have to cut the last like four minutes of our conversation so we're gonna have to start again uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah pulse uh no yeah the first thank god like, we have our script thank god oh my god let's scroll back a bit okay yeah all right uh, uh, wait i need to place oh yeah Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, for those like first 30 minutes, class, and there's great uh, imagery in it. I, show, I just showed you a clip there of uh, <clears throat> the ghost lady. The ghost lady. And one thing that you said as well is the aesthetic. Mm. Uh, that's, thank God we went back and watched the clip because I can talk more about this film now. Um, the aesthetic of this film is so. Uh, like it's a 2001 uh, film shot on like video, I guess. Um, like it is grainy footage. Um, so that really uh, aids itself to horror. Where like I remember watching, um, I think it was a H Bomber guy video or something like that, mm. where he was talking about like some of the stuff that we've lost with um, the um, the grain, not the grain. Like, uh, well, something we lost with like Blu-rays and like high definition and stuff like that mm. is when you had like a VHS tape and stuff like that, and there's a bit of grain to it. You could you couldn't really make out the the shapes of stuff that was in front of you when you're watching a horror film. And I'll, that also the example they used was something we'll talk about in, in, later on in this episode is Alien and being mm. and like now we can see the Alien in like HD mm. and there is like something kind of lost there where like you don't like in like shitty grainy footage you don't really know what you're looking at um, and it really works in this film especially in those first 30 minutes but then it just kind of drops that and just becomes like it's, it stops having loads of scares and it come, it becomes more about just like people trying to investigate like what is going on it becomes more like um an investigation film i guess and try to explain like how these ghosts are infecting people with loneliness and uh yeah it's just kind of eh. mm, that's that's disappointing 
really because man those first three minutes is like holy shit this film is just, if this keeps it up for the entire way through this is going to be like one of the best horror films I've ever seen is this not considered one of the best horror films it's really Cairo. highly regarded yeah because I I've heard about the name yeah I've heard the name yeah so is, I've read the name somewhere anyway which is I've like, never heard of Pulse though but it's just the yeah English it's just the English title, title yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it is like it is really highly regarded like when you go into letterbox and stuff like that it's like 3.9 or something like that or 3.7 which is like really high for like a horror film and stuff stuff like that Mm. but it's just like i just didn't find it interesting at all the characters is kind of eh. like i think it's like retroactively people have fallen really in love with it because of like how it's dealing with the with the internet and like how it talks about loneliness spreading on the internet and infecting people mm. um that like is like 2001 that's that's more than 20 years ago <laughs> and we're making films about that now yeah and this yeah. film did that back in 2001 yeah none of the films made now really have anything more to say about it which is really weird mm. you know he's like oh yeah unfriended <laughs> yeah we already have like, unfriended uh i don't think unfriended even goes into that yeah you don't really have World's films Fair. About, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we're all going to World's Fair. Um, similar kind of vibe, but like thematically, it doesn't build a lot. It it kind of goes more into detail because you're, because the internet culture exists, mm. whereas in 2001, it wasn't. It's, yeah, it's not a thing. It was, you know, comp- you know, comic book guy and Simpsons yeah. kind of caricatures. You know, that Worst was... Worst horror movie ever. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, internet culture. Um so thematically, it doesn't really build much on what they talk about in Cairo. Cairo, yeah. What you're saying, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, Pulse Cairo. I, I call it Pulse because that's Pulse. the version I watched. Pulse <laughs> is also cool. It's like Pulse is like they're ghosts. So they're, yeah. they're giving a new life in the, you know, virtual Pulse of yeah. the internet. It's pretty cool. Because apparently, like, uh, some people, like, there. I didn't even know because just based on, like, stuff I was reading about this film. Is that in two th- in the early two thousands people did think that there was like monsters and shit on the like in the depths of the internet that mm. there wasn't something that you'd created it's something that was discovered. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's still a theory, you know, isn't it? I guess so, but those the, people are what, fucking idiots. It's more like AI, though, isn't it now? You know. Yeah. It's like is it is the internet conscious? I'll accept AI before I accept that there's literal demons on the internet. Who knows, man? Mm. Who knows? Those creepy passes. I still, if I ever get one of those those chain mails, I still pass it on <laughs> to all my contacts. Just to be sure. And I always give those Nigerian princes my PPS numbers. And I made a lot of money off them. A lot of money. <laughs> that's how we made the power pod. Yeah, that's how do you think we bought these mics? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the, that COVID payment. <laughs> oh, Jesus, the books. Oh, how I miss them. Oh, long live those days. I just want to be on the doll. <laughs> 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 but no, but yeah, no, Cairo, it's good. Um, weird, like character stuff, where like characters start to act like kind of illogical, and they're not even infected by the thing. Mm. Like one woman has seen three of her mates kill themselves, and her fourth mate, literally like her last remaining friend who's mm. alive, starts to act weird and like depressed. And as after seeing a like your one's been infected by a ghost, who the who the girl, like the main girl, has she saw the ghost as well, but it didn't infect her. Uh-huh. Um and she know she's aware of like what's going on, and her friend is looking out of a w- open window on the top floor of this apartment, and she's just like her like the main character's like acting as if everything is completely normal, which I guess is trying to say something, but it doesn't come across like that. It just comes mm. across as like illogical character writing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
Because yeah. even the fact that like that girl then like disintegrates into like loneliness or whatever, and then your one's like, oh my god, which yeah, I guess that is saying something, but it doesn't come across like that in the moment. It's like I didn't want to see it. Yeah, it's like I, I refuse to see. I it. I refuse to see it. I you know, uh, you should have. She should have done something in the moment before yeah. it was too late. But mm. yeah, it doesn't come across like that when it's happening. <laughs> yeah, you kind of neither. Yeah, that's like fucking communication one on one. Yeah. Communicative yep. medium. Make it make sense. <laughs> yeah, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Does Jeffrey Dahmer make any sense to you now? Uh, yeah, I feel so bad for that guy, man. <laughs> I empathize with him. <laughs> yeah, I actually sympathize with him. <laughs> Low-key, huge hot take. It's not even a hot take. I, the, the, the series actually does make you sympathize with him. Anyway, I watched... Does it actually? Kind of, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe this is going to expose me as a fucking psychopath. But I, I, that's that's my gen- that's my opinion. There's parts where I felt bad for him. But that, I was like, yeah, I was like, I blame you, Ryan Murphy. I blame you, Evan Peters. <laughs> I was like, Ryan Murphy is it that does this? Yeah, American uh, Horror Story. No way. I've never watched American Horror Story. It just uh, seemed kind of too cheesy for me. American Horror Story every season has like the first half is really good. Mm. Like the first like six episodes or seven episodes are really good, and then there's six or seven more episodes, and they are dog shit and a absolute pain to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, did, Jeffrey Dahmer is not like that. Okay, good. Like the series. Mm. Um, not the guy. Um, oh, who's a constant bane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a real... Yeah, not a great guy. The more I hear about him, the less I like him. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, Dahmer is the new series out on Netflix. It's a rare foray for me because I don't watch Netflix series. Oh, no, you never watch... I, ne- this, I don't watch Netflix, like, this generally. Is a, I think this is... I think something came out... This is the fourth biggest show that Netflix has released. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Squid it's, Game, Stranger Things, and some other thing that I've literally never fucking heard of. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, yeah. never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, but God knows. Like, God, like, there's, pe- there's fucking... They have NPCs just watching that stuff all day long, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, oh, this is a, a million hours of watched on the weekend. By who? Like, um... Yeah, I never watched Squid Game, never watched Stranger Things. Um, I, I watched Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm coming out of the closet as a Jeffrey Dahmer fan. This was a, this is a is great... Is he your favorite serial killer? <laughs> Top no. 10 favorite serial killers. I know, I'm a fan of the series. I'm not a fan of the guy. But anyway, um, yeah, I decided to watch it. I can't remember why I decided to watch it. Um, but it, for some reason, it just kind of... It seemed interesting to mm. me. Because I like... I, I was, I've always been interested in that kind of stuff. Why is there... Because there's a... There was like a Dahmer film or something released like a few... There was low... There's a film released by him every two, three years. There's Why? one with Ross Lynch who was in... Remember Surf's Up on the Disney Channel? I think that might be the thing I'm thinking of. And it might, he was in... Remember Austin and Ali? You, you might not know. It was. Uh, it only started when we were at the tail end of when it would have been unacceptable um, for... Yeah, I've never heard It was of becoming that. unacceptable for us to watch Disney Channel. Mm. You know? Like 15, 16. It's too cool. Too cool, yeah. Wizards, the end of Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, Austin, that was Austin it. Ellie that is it. Yeah, that's the cutoff point. Yeah, that's the watermark. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So yeah, they, so he, there was a film released a few years ago with this guy Ross Lynch in it. Apparently, it was alright. Um, it was one of those things where it's like they released like t- fifty articles on like Variety and like Empire magazines. Ross Lynch is unrecognizable as Jeffrey Dahmer. I, I, He's trying to be serious. I think that is. I think yeah. that is the. I think it's called like My Son Dahmer or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um. Because the dad actually wrote a book. Because obviously it's all based on a true story about Jeffrey Dahmer, who's a serial killer in Milwaukee in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s. Um, my friend Dahmer. That's what it was called. My friend Dahmer. Um, yeah, so this guy, he was a real bad guy. He, he used to uh, prey on young men. 
and going to the clubs and you know taking them back to his apartment um, and do awful things and murder the shit out of them and murder them chop them up and keep their skeletons as trophies and then cannibalize their remains and uh, a bit of necrophilia in there as well oh or, yeah loads yeah loads of that stuff yeah uh, it's actually horrifying because it all happened which is yeah. the, which is the biggest problem with the series I think the series you know starting out just stating my opinion I think the series is fucking amazing I think it's really really good mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it but I enjoyed it in a way that made me feel really bad about myself yeah, it made yeah, me yeah. feel sick to my stomach I was like why do I enjoy this I shouldn't be enjoying this you know but yeah, it, that's the thing with true crime I think a lot of the time it's like fuck why am I enjoying mm. learning about this and like you know yeah because so like f- a few years ago they had i think it was 2019 they had zach efron as ted bundy and i think it's called we're it's called shockingly vile evil and uh, something like that yeah what's that yeah do you ever watch that it's actually it's actually quite good no i've never seen it shockingly vile horribly evil and it's wicked yeah. something like that terribly wicked yeah um it's a quotation from the judge at uh, bundy sentencing um but the film is actually really good uh, but it doesn't. It's basically just like a fucking. It's about Ted Bundy going around murdering young girls, um, and it doesn't go much beyond that. It's a good dramatic piece. Uh, Zach Efron's really good in it. It was. It was like a partner piece, the the, the Bundy tapes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so was the Jeffrey Dahmer thing wasn't, but it's it kind of is, and it? it's presented as one now because uh, Jeffrey Dahmer had uh, his like conversations with a killer, um, which is also on Netflix, and now they won't stop recommending it to me. They send me emails about it. <coughs> Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Yeah. Um, so that was good but it doesn't go, extremely wicked yes. it never goes beyond the surface of like this guy killed people he's mm. really evil really bad yeah. it kind of questions for a while did he do it and then you're like oh my god this is awful it's he just, did all this yeah. stuff it's, it's like that's. I remember hearing people criticise that being like that's really weird because he definitely 100% did do it yeah. but it, I guess it's because it's meant to be it's because his story is so fucking outlandish which his is, story is so famous now that like yeah it's so obvious that he did it but yeah. at the time it's like there's no way this guy could have killed like 50 people yeah and travel across like you know, escape jail three mm. times, travel across like twenty states. Uh, that's but that's not. That's yeah, not really completely point. separate. Not really the point. But yeah, so it's, that was just about the murders. Hearing uh, the, the the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. First four episodes is basically him from his childhood uh, to him becoming a killer and starting to kill people, mm. and it's pure naked exploitation, and it's absolutely disgusting. It's hard. It's it's really it's good, really well made, really well acted. Evan Peters. Uh, he's always an American horror story. He's Quicksilver and and X Men, stuff like that. He's a good actor. He's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. He does it really, really well. He captures like even like uh, Dahmer's stance and stuff, like how he talks. Uh, really amazing performance. Uh, but at the same time, it's huge, like really bad taste in your mouth, because especially around the kind of fifth, sixth episode, it starts to um, open up. And you if you become aware that the TV show itself, the series itself, is aware that it's being exploitative. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is oh, this okay. is this this makes me sympathise with it a lot more because, but it's also like, is it is it still is it excusable to do the bad thing and then be like, oh look at how bad this is? Mm. But anyway, so like in the fifth sixth episode, there's. But I guess like if you're if you start to investigate. Yeah, that the, you kind of do need to do that at the start, and then look back on on it mm. for the audience to like, you know, really be like, "Oh fuck yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." And like when I first finished the series, I was like, "Like, you just it's bad out." How long is this? 
10 episodes. Ten it's not very long. Yeah. All Netflix shows hit 10 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I first finished it, I was like, you can't get away with that. Like, that's just, it's explo- exploitation. Mm. It's like, I can see he was going for a critique. I don't know. I don't know if they, if they can get away with that. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, fair fucks. You know? Yeah. Well, not fair fucks, but like, because a lot of people are really angry about the TV show. Oh, I've heard. Very like, angry. Yeah. Like the victims, because this happened, this guy was arrested in 1990, I think. He's 91. 91, yeah. And he was, um, and he got away with the phrases and stuff like that. That's part of the TV show. Um, and he di- only died in 1994. Most of the murders happened in like the kind of late 80s. So, and they're all young men. So if that was your brother, if that was your son, if that was your, you know, your, well, whatever, like your relative, you're like 50 years old right now and you're fucking, there's a t- there's a Netflix TV show about your relative keep being butchered and eaten by some crazy guy. And, and it's, it's kind like, of yeah from his perspective. And it's like, it's about him. It's about him. He's the main character. Yeah. It's from his perspective. And you're kind of made to feel bad for him at different points. Mm. Um, because it's from his perspective. Yeah. So, in that sense, it's horrible. Like, absolutely. Like, yeah, I could, that is I, like, unforgivable. <laughs> like, just some of the things that, just some of the scenes where he's, like, cannibalizing human remains. Yeah. Where you're like, like, it actually makes you feel sick. Yeah, it's just like, just thinking about, he, like, if like, that was... He did that. He did that, and, like, if you're a relative watching that, like, you would be fucking... You would be livid. Yeah, there's no way... Because, you know, when you're watching, like, Hannibal, or some... Like, you're watching some fictional tale, you always yeah. have that, that barrier be like, oh, yeah, but this isn't real. Like, sure, this does happen, but this case here isn't real. Yeah, But yeah. There, that barrier is not there when you're watching this it's TV th- show. It's not there at all. It's kind of like Hannibal in a certain way. Like the TV show Hannibal, because mm. all very Hannibal is like like super stylized, like uber stylized, and that's the kind of point of the show. Um, and obviously, it's not real. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, the series, the Netflix series, is also kind of stylized and um, like aesthetic. I don't, you know, yeah, because I for the first four, all the murders and stuff mm. like that, how he's like kind of carrying it out, how he's like just how he's going about his things. It's all it's really well shot. It's a really good TV show. But it's like the subject matter. Like this is these this these things actually oh, happen. Actually happen. It's icky. But yeah, the fix fifth sixth episode starts opening up a bit. It starts going into how he got away with it. You know why he got away with it. Yeah, different things like that. And there's an, there's a I think it's the fifth episode specifically where it kind of starts to turn a bit on itself. And where you have uh, he tries to abduct this character. And he's in like he he moves into an apartment in the poor part of Milwaukee, mm. and he goes to the the clubs and the bathhouses. And uh, he tries to abduct this uh, young black fella, and it doesn't work. And the guy gets away, and he goes to the cops and tries to uh, make a report. Mm-hmm. And the cops are like, "We've like we've nothing on this. Like you're, it's just like he said, he said kind of thing, you know." Yeah. And the the black character goes on this mad uh, monologue talking about like why does his his word kind of count over mine when like there is like it's like a it's a serious yeah. charge. It's basically just like exposition. It's, it's the show kind of like coming to an epiphany, like a scripted epiphany, mm-hmm. being like, like, what is this? We spent the last four episodes going into like the unique individual kind of cloistered evil of this monster of Milwaukee kind of thing. Um, but like, what is that compared to the, uh, what enables the evil, like the systemic kind of like the broader forces which yeah. allow something like that to happen? Because all this true crime stuff is always obsessed with like, it's like, oh, Bundy, like all these names, Bundy, Dahmer, Gein, 
Um, there's so many others. Richard you know, Ramirez, Gacy, Gacy's like actually kind of part of the story at the end, um, because he was like inspired by Dahmer in some way. Um, so he shows up. Yeah, they show his execution. Man, I, re- I start reading to him after the end of this thing. What the fuck? Yeah, he, he was, man. Not that he was worse, but well, he was, he had more victims, so he was worse. But like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck? And he had accomplices. And he just like, nah, forget him. And he sells, he sold his artwork and stuff like that in prison. Yeah, yeah. for like a lot of money. Mm. Yeah. Oh God. At least he got executed. Adamer got fucking beaten to death in prison, didn't he? He got smashed to death. Yeah. That's the fucking like. He got yeah. He, bat- he was battered to death by uh, some crazy guy. In like you know, uh, there is maybe this is the wrong way to look at it, but this is the way I look at it is like. You are always like when you hear like you know they die by lethal injection and stuff like that. It's like it's a bit stupid. That's a peaceful way to go out for the amount of fucking carnage and violence, and mm. torture and bloodshed that you caused. Mm. And it's nice, it's somewhat refreshing to know that Dahmer was beaten to death, which is not a nice way to go. Yeah, beaten to death with a, a pole. Yeah, and like him and some other guy, and he, like he killed his wife alive for a bit afterwards as well. Yeah, he did. He actually survived the beating and then he, he passed and away. Died. Um, Ugh, that's a kind of I know that's like a real vindictive fucked up thing to, to think about but like it's, it's, it's no, emo it's, emo <laughs> it's not not a nice thing right. but just like there is some not justice but it's like at least you got a taste of what you dealt out yeah yeah definitely um, but yeah after the, that episode there's another one which is like so hard to watch I think it's a sixth episode um, I don't want to have. I don't want to spoil it. If mm. you want to watch it or anything, it's already spoilers because they all happened. As well. I don't know if I want to watch this show because, like, uh, Melissa was like, "Oh, we can watch that Dahmer show." And I was like, "Oh, I don't know," because I know because she doesn't know anything about his case. It's like, "Oh, I know stuff about that case, and I don't know if I want to see that." <laughs> yeah. How much does it go into the murders and stuff like that? Like, is it really? It's not like they show that, but it's not like Cause it's I, not him. Like you know. It doesn't show everything. I always think that, like, you know. like something that, like, really, like, truly upsets me about the Dahmer case yeah. is when one of his victims escaped and tried to tell people and they didn't believe him and they brought him back to the apartment. That's a huge part of the show. Oh, that's, man, like, that, that's, that's nearly a centerpiece of the show. That he, fucks me up when I think about it. Nearly the, like, a huge part of the second half of the of this, the entire series is about that and about his family. Yeah. Because what happened was... um. He'd been done for um, child molestation in nineteen eight mid eighties or something like that, and it was this kid who was like a he was the son of like uh, Laotian uh, immigrants or whatever, mm. and he got sentenced to uh, he's like a year in prison, but he got work release and stuff like that, so it wasn't that bad. Mm. Um, and it was wiped from his record afterward, um, and then people started reporting. Loads of other people reported him. He had like a criminal record. Mm-hmm. And nothing ever happened about it. But then, like when he was he was kind of escalating his uh, the uh, rate of killing, and it was it was that case where he f- he got this kid, he found this kid, he's fourteen years old, and uh, like um, he went, he escaped and tried to get help. That was the brother of the 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 chap who had been molested like five years before. So like that family, like fuck in hell. The dad's actually the main character for the second half of the of the series. You know, like, so I don't it's, know it's a, I don't know if I want to watch that. It's actually like, it's awful. It's the same I, yeah. thing as I I don't want to watch uh now they see us or when they see us. What's that? You know the one about the 
the Central Park Five, the five wrongly accused black kids that were sent to prison. No. For like a rape that none of them had ever committed. And it was yeah. just like completely, it's like, yeah, just like you had to have done it. And like one of the, in real life, one of them was sentenced to a male prison and like comatose because of what happened to him. Like yeah. psychologically comatose because of what the men did to him. Yeah. In yeah. I was like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> that's it. Like that's because that's where I get some, a bit of a, the more I think about it, the more I have a bit of respect for mm. the show. Because obviously the first part, pure exploitation, yeah. just horror, pure horror actually happened. But then the second part, it's it's a kind of a subversion of like true crime in a way. Because it's all about, true crime is always about this person did this, these horrible things. Oh, look, you must feel so bad for the victim, this poor victim. Mm. You know, imagine their last moments. Oh, it's horrible. Like just bad stuff to think about yeah and it's just kind of offensive after you just you know it's a bad taste in the mouth like it's interesting but like it's interesting in a way that makes you feel dirty afterwards. yeah 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 you know but then the second like shouldn't be entertainment yeah yeah like you know and the second half of the series just goes into the um like the different the horror behind um the crimes basically like yeah. why why is this crime like asking the question why is this what how did this happen why is this why was this allowed to happen um, and it makes a distinction because something like I think half his victims were black, um, and like a lot of them were immigrants, um, but like the the show doesn't really say like oh like Jeffrey Dahmer was this racist, this you know, system Milwaukee work. monster. Yeah, like the the guy, like as I said, like at certain points you're like you feel bad for Dahmer. He's just some he's just some guy. He was fucked in the head, but he was just some guy. Like, um, there's nothing like especially like unique about him and mm. um, which is a horrible thing as well um but it's the fact that the system like the policing the, the area that he lived in and um, all these things kind of like all these elements came together um, and allowed for him to kind of it made it easier for him to kill people who mm. were like you know just kind of left behind who the you know the government didn't care about the council didn't care about the police didn't care about um even when they came to them like with evidence and saying like this guy even after he was convicted of doing stuff of doing stuff to minors and stuff um, and nothing was ever done um, and it's about the community and the families kind of like coming together to work yeah. towards something which would see some kind of like satisfaction or s- some way of building it back up or building themselves back up mm. um, and it's not like oh they all held hands and like Jeffrey Dahmer died and everything's grand now it's like like this you know it's more like, it's just kind of like, it's a, an ellipsis at the end of the show. Mm. Where it's like, you know, this isn't the past. Like, as much as, you know, his victim, as much as this is a recent crime, it's also, you know, a recent problem and an ongoing problem. Yeah. That these things still happen. Um, that sounds good then. And that this is like the the, the horror, this, the, like the flip side of the horror of like the actual act of killing is like how the killing is permitted to, how it was like kind of carried out, how it was permitted to be gotten away with in the first place. Man, that's fucking heavy. <laughs> you know? I think that, I, I get, I, maybe I'm giving yeah. it too much credit, but I think I, I have a lot of, that's what, no, but that's what you got I, from it. Like, yeah, I haven't seen a, like a, uh, any other true crime kind of series or documentary that like re- went into the, went into the territory that it does. Yeah. You know? So I have respect. Mm. It's all, it's also just, it's filmed, acted, done really well. Yeah. Production wise. Yeah. It's yeah. FX, like. Written really well. Ooh. No, way better than Netflix. Oh, yeah. Way really. better. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Man, it seems like Netflix like, shows at the moment. Like, people are like, 
like Squid Game, it's like really high production value, like really well written, really well acted. Yeah. This that former what you talking about? Yeah. Seems like uh you know, those smaller Netflix shows they're like putting their budget into somewhat good things and then they also, you know, far out <laughs> two and a half hour long episodes of Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I know a lot of people enjoy, but Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> two and yeah. a half hours. Who has time for that, like? Fucking hell. <laughs> but yeah, no, good show. Yeah. Sounds it. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh we go for a break. Yes. A break. And now not onto our recommended film, but onto our new series franchise review that we will be going through for the next foreseeable future. We will be talking about the Alien franchise. Starting off, of course, with Alien. Alien. Nine. Yeah, I was going to say eight, but I was like, no, that's Halloween. 79. Wait, yep. is Halloween 79 or 78? Yep. Okay. Wait, 78? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dead on. Oh, 70s were horror films, man. Woo! Something happened. Something happened. And now it's just gone. Now it's just gone. Well, no, we're still getting good horror, but, you know, just not... It's not the same, man. Yeah, we're not getting films that are like Texas Chainsaw, Halloween, Black Christmas, Alien. uh, Definitely other films that I just can't think of the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) And the others, and the rest. Yeah, and the rest. You know, all of them. (laughs) All the lads. Uh, Yeah, Ridley Scott's... uh, I mean, regarded as one of the greatest films of all of all time. Uh, what do you think about uh, like Alien? Like in terms of Alien, well, it's all been said. Mm-hmm. You know, really I, has it really <laughs> has. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, commonly regarded as one of the greatest films ever made, one of the greatest horror films ever made. Um, I think it's really good. I'm a big fan, big fan of Alien. I like Alien. It's really cool. I love Aliens. I was always into Aliens as a kid. Do you prefer Alien or Aliens? Alien. I don't like. I, I want like action films. Like in terms of the vibe they give off, action films are flat. Mm. You know, not as in flat like a flat note. They just feel flat to me. It's like the explosions. Oh, there's no weight really to things that happen in action movies. Oh, and if there is, I'm like, whoa, that was a really good action movie. But really, it was just a good movie. You know. Yeah, I feel like the I like Aliens. I'm like, yeah, it's really good, but like. I'm not like, this is one of the greatest films ever made. It's like, I don't think any action film really has like that, like... Like, is there is, is there any action film that you would say, like, forgetting fucking, you know, uh, Raid and stuff, you know? Where I haven't actually seen that. But, I'm like, th- but I'm talking about like real, like, like, hit you to your core, move you, like, this yeah, is one of my, like... That's what I mean. Like, I don't think no. action movies... <laughs> I don't think there no. is a single example of an action movie that I don't that. think there... I don't think, like... I don't think it's... I think it's just, like... I don't think that's the point. I don't yeah. think that's the point. Like, yeah, they're not yeah. going to do that. Mm. Um, but horror films... Horror films know, stuff like that. Way horror, more personal. Horror films aren't flat. They're spiky. Mm, you know? Yeah. That's Alien's what, very spiky. Alien's... While also being very smooth. You know? Smooth. Yeah, he's smooth. He's, he looks like a, that, like a willy. That bell end head on He's got that big bell on him. Um... But yeah, it's aliens. It's a very spiky movie, you know. It's, you know, it's very it unnerves you, mm. uh, very claustrophobic. The whole setting, the whole setup, the premise, the fucking, you know, the characters, the way it's written, you know, famously written without uh, gender neutral characters mm-hmm. and stuff. That's why Ridley, or not Ridley, uh, fucking, what's her name? Sigourney. Sigourney Weaver, um, you know, was able to play uh, the main character, you know. And all the other characters just fucking random, you know? Yeah, just randos. <laughs> randos, you know? And uh, they just worked really well. Great suspense, you know? Mm. Proper cat and mouse kind of thing. Oh! And, you know, an enclosed space, 
in literally in space. They can't hear you scream in no space. No one can hear you scream in space. Fact. No Fact. one. Because there's no uh, air to carry the sound waves. No. Literally. Really, I don't think you could scream even if you were in space. Yeah, you'd be like, I'm dying. <laughs> but you wouldn't hear it. Choke. Yeah, yeah you just choke and die. Um, Probably freeze to death before you could scream. You just go, <laughs> explode, wouldn't you? I don't know. Yeah, do you explode. I think you explode. You start your all, all your blood vessels pop and stuff. I've seen a lot of things like to have. I don't know. I've yet to see a film like tell me exactly what happens when you are in outer space. It's like when you put your. You know, ever seen a video of that guy who puts his arm in a vacuum chamber? Yeah, but you know, I've also seen films where like they jump out of the space and it's like, oh, this is like a scientifically accurate film, and then they just freeze instead of exploding because of the air. I suppose. Well, I don't think you'd explode like a like a bomb. I think you would freeze, but you also be like. Yeah, you know, you start like seizing. Do you think you freeze or explode before? I think you. Oh, that's a good question. Mm. How cold is space? Can we look that up? Let's look that up. Yeah, look that I up. I want to look that up. Pull right it up, now. Mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll cut the. I'll, I'll kick off with alien. Yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. The alien is like okay. I know I've said this about a few. There's a handful of films on this podcast where I have said this is one of my favorite films of all time. Mm. But Alien is legitimately top five favorite films of all time for me i love alien i think it is a near perfect film even though a lot of people find the first half really boring um i think it's perfectly paced i think it is uh the vibes there is no film that creates atmosphere and vibes like alien i think it's perfect sci-fi like um just like every time i watch it i pick up on more little details uh, I think this time I picked up on like when they were in the suits walking through the planets on their way to the the jockey's uh, spacecraft. I, I this is only a little small detail, but something I appreciated is when they breathe out the top of their uh, helmets expels air every time that they breathe out because you can go and then it blows at the top of their head. Mm. I was like, that's cool. Like you thought about how the suit works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that. Uh, the whole ship, claustrophobic. Uh, one thing I love about this film is the uh, the old feeling of this like futuristic sci-fi gear. You know what I mean? Like it's all like bright red buttons and stuff like that. It's all uh, tactile, like everything clicks and clacks. Mm. Love all that shit. Um, is, is that that's not even? Is that the, would that be uh, steampunk? Would that be described as steampunk? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah, cyberpunk. Steampunk is the lame version of cyberpunk. Yes, it is, yeah. (laughs) It is probably more cyberpunk. Uh, I love that. Love that shit. Um, First time I watched Alien, though, fucking hated it. Oh, I hated it the first time I saw it. Thought it was so boring and I just didn't like anything about it. I say like, this is boring there's not enough kills like what is this yeah. and then the second time the second time I watched it I was like this is like a perfect film <laughs> yeah 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 it's not all about the, it's about the suspense you know oh, it's, it's about the journey not about mm. the kill and even like the kills that are in it is there a more iconic death in horror than the chest burst no yeah yeah the chest burst it's it's a uh, I yeah because I knew I'd known about that for years before mm. even seeing Alien, yeah, it's yeah, so iconic. Yeah, you know? um, remember, remember Bob brought it up in biology class. Yeah, <laughs> oh <Go on>, Bob, <laughs> man had taste. Yeah, we're studying uh, the eye or something. Oh like yeah, that. what he's, the fuck? Or the heart or the something. Heart. And he just clicked on some random YouTube or 
Someone told him to click on a random YouTube. Kevin Stone. Kevin Stone. Yeah. Pull it up, yeah. sir. Pull it up. <laughs> it's Kevin Stone. Yeah. This man has watched the chess for a season. <laughs> and he didn't. Co- he didn't cop until like halfway through the thing. No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But yeah, no, that was like one of the most iconic, you know, scenes. Oh yeah. In any film, really. In any yeah, film, like, yeah. So good. Because yeah. like, like, oh, no. like when you, ah, like, I would love, love. Were we asked a question at some stage, like, what film would you lo- love to have gone back and watched, like, at the time? Mm. That. Alien. To have never have experienced anything about Alien, not knowing anything about the Xenomorph or how it works yeah, or anything yeah. like that. And this is like, the face hugger is on him and then it's gone and you don't know anything about, like, where it is or what's it. You're just like, okay, so where's the where's the alien coming from? Mm-hmm. And then it just fucking caves out of his chest. Yeah. Oh, so violent. And even even still, I think I've watched this one like five times. You're still like, oh, God, that is the most horrific way to die. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, that's true, true horror. Because mm-hmm. it's proper like, I don't know. I can't think of any examples. Because like aliens are such a huge part of popular culture. Yeah. But how much of that is down to alien because if you think of aliens before that what do you have what alien movies were there before alien you you have like fucking invasion of the body snatchers star wars star wars kind of um close encounters stuff like that close encounters is after this is not that's 80s i'm pretty sure no it's early 70s is it yeah jesus really old old. fucking hell i don't like that film i've never seen it it's not very good Mm. no uh, i've seen the ending hot take yeah, um, Spielberg, you know, takes fucking ages to get going. <laughs> yeah, Spielberg, you fucking fraud. <laughs> Calling you out, still doesn't answer our emails. No, um, but like Martin has, Scorsese has. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Marty, he's an old friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. But like before that, you know, aliens as like a, a kind of like a trope in films, in media, in horror as well. Yeah, you just it's just you just imagine the fucking the flying discs. Yeah, it's not really. It's not a horror thing. It's a science fiction thing where it's like, what if? It's one of those all like, uh, you know, dime novellas or whatever. Mm. It's like one of those, it's just kind of an outlandish story. It's like, what if this happened? Um, but I feel like Alien is kind of a turning point where it becomes, it's a, a confrontation with the idea, like the actual like, or like metaphysical idea of like something entirely alien. To, yeah. To the perfect killing machine that could exist in like, like, yeah, like yeah. what if something evolved, like properly evolved outside of like earth yeah 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 and you're trapped basically in its domain mm-hmm. and you're literally you're in space i don't know if any film that even like properly grappled with the, the horror of like the the idea of being like in you're, space you're you're by yourself yeah it's not like no one's coming for you <laughs> it's not like you know the jetsons are like you know lost in space whereas like, oh you're just like you're in space but it's like you're literally you're trapped in a vacuum you can't get back home there's no way back and like you are like trapped in there it's a perfect Mm. like premise yeah, for like a good dramatic story at the very least there wasn't a big major film that did it yeah definitely um, uh, and I think as well part of part of why Alien stuck around so, for so long is not only is like the initial Alien like so fucking scary like this perfect killing machine organism um, it's the the symbolism of it like the subconscious stuff that is going on in this film, the male rape stuff that's in this film, mm. like the face hugger sticking its long tentacle down your throat and impregnating you. And if you try and remove it, 
it'll just fucking kill you, you know? Yeah. Ooh, yeah like, that, that idea is something that, like, you know, men at the time, it was very touchy and not talked about. And this film's, like... Still is. Bringing, yeah, it still is. And bringing this to the forefront of its horror... Uh, it's like Jesus fucking yeah. hell. Like that's that's like, horror at its best, you know. Like I know that like the characters are like like non gender specific, but mm. I think it is important that the face hugger that the, the where the alien comes from is played by a male character. Mm. That is important. Yeah, yeah. Oh definitely, yeah. There's yeah, there's so much subtext going mm. on. I don't know how much of it was intentional, but it feels like just the way it kind of ended up and the fact that they are not gender non specific, that kind of yeah. points to the idea that they there was something that there there's deliberate choices made in you know the actual production of the yeah. film. Yeah, you know? I remember um, uh, only just like when I was doing a bit of research on this, I came across this clip of uh, one of the writers. They were trying to figure out like how how do we get the alien on the ship? Like wh- how does that make sense? Mm. And uh, one of the writers was like rang his mate, whoever he was writing the script with. Can't remember which one because two du- two dudes wrote this script. One of them rang the other one was like, what if the alien just fucks one of them and impregnates them? And they're like, and he's like, what? He's like, what if he impregnates, if the alien impregnates them and it comes, it bursts out of them then? And the other one was like, oh, that's so fucked up. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah body like horror. Is this you written into it that like the alien fucks them and then impregnates them? <laughs> yeah. It's oh, messed up. Messed up. It's combi- combining all these like, tropes you know it's not just like the other like the ultimate other like an actual alien mm. being you know it's it's like the it's the body horror element as well it's like something inside yeah you. Um, and just like even like just re- like relationships be- with other between other human beings and like like weaponizing it to you know the per the, the it's the perfect kind of uh like after you make that film like really scott's made a lot of terrible terrible films but like he, he like after you make that you're you're finished you he, he could have like yeah. You, you right off this once after this like you know yeah. you're, you can just finish like this is it's, it's, it's the the perfect combination of elements everything just came together really really well um, you know pure ideology pure horror sorry pure horror <laughs> pure ideological horror yeah like even uh, you have a, and even the um, the actual alien itself I think it's again it's like it's just such a great design a great design it's a big penis that has another penis in its mouth like genius yeah. <laughs> genius yeah it's got teeth as well imagine that oh. ever hear about that, that film teeth about the vagina yeah with yeah I've watched like the first like 30 minutes of the film years ago yeah I remember you used to have an extra vision constantly but I've never heard I've never used to have Netflix all the time did it yeah Teeth. Netflix used to be like extra vision, I guess. It's like yeah, here's yeah. like these posters for these really fucked up films. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no like kids profiles. You just kids gonna kind of just like view them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, weird. I've never seen that though. But no, yeah. no. But yeah, no, yeah. Big Willy, he's big, an alien. Big Willy, what a big. What does that mean? He's just a big penis. Yeah. Big aggressive penis is trying to stick things down your throat. I mean, it's <laughs> horrifying. It's horrible. <laughs> um, the uh, but yeah, have you ever seen the director's cut of the film? I don't think so. No. Yeah, because I, uh, I remember watching the theatrical cut. Like I've seen that three times, I think. Uh, but now, whenever I'm watching it, I just watch the theatrical, the director's cut. Why? Well, it's because it has like two scenes that I really like. One is uh, there's a shot of the alien before. So like when we first see the alien like fully formed, is when uh. 
can't remember any of the characters' names except for Ripley in this film, but uh, what's your man's name? He only died recently, didn't he? The robot? Not the robot. Uh, anyway, he's one of like the mechanic dudes, and he's walking around trying to find the cat. And he walks into where the hangar, where like there's like shh, I don't know what the fuck they think, all the like, other ships, just like that. And uh, the alien drops down and just like, oh shit, that thing's big. And then mm. it stands up, and you're like, oh shit, that thing's really big. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh my god, it's got to, f- and then fucking grabs him. Yeah. But the f- in the in the, the director's cut. That's not how you first see the alien. How you see the alien the first time is um, dude's walking around. And he's just like looking up, trying to, you know, just being paro because he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. And um, there's just a shot of the alien just hanging there, just like ho- holding onto a chain and just like dangling there, just like back and forth. But like, it's not explained. It's not explained. And if you if you watch that as a like a first time viewer, like if. Because, like, obviously, if you enjoy Alien, you obviously... And now, especially, we all know what the Alien looks like. Mm. It makes sense why that was cut, because if you're watching that theatrical cut, that shot doesn't mean anything. Like, if if you're just watching this for the very first time and don't know what the Alien looks like, that shot doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck is that? You're like, what the fuck? Like, but you're not like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, you're just like, what are you, like it just looks like a random shot, but now watching back, you're like... Oh my god! It's like literally just right there. And it's he, the alien. He can't see it because it, just, <laughs> it blends in with everything else so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's that shot, and then there's a, there's a whole sequence that was cut where um, when Ripley's fleeing the spaceship, she comes across um, the captain and that dude that got snatched early on in the film, the the first the first victim, and they've been like pinned to the wall by the alien, and it's like. It seems to be like the idea that um, this alien is starting to build a nest. Mm, okay, yeah. I think um, I've, I've read about that. Yeah. yeah, so that bit was cooked. I don't really know why. I guess because it's they just cut it for whatever reason. But like that deleted scene seems to be like this is the start of the alien. Like, like it's not killing everyone. It's capturing them and mm. taking them and like hanging them up and is going to try and make more chest bursters out of them and like you know build a queen and stuff like that that way yeah yeah. so she just like fries them with the fucking flamethrower to kill them because they're like kill me yeah 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 um really good the actual the director's cut of this film is actually warranted i think it's good a good director's cut because there's only scott director's cuts except for gods and kings yeah blade runner is much better as well as the theatrical cut or the director's cut uh um yeah. And all the other ones. I don't know what else he's on. Gladiator, but I don't know. It's probably like four hours long, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, the temperature in outer space is uh, slightly above absolute zero. But apparently, the wicking effect of uh, the of the vaporization of moisture caused by like the sudden change in temperature would be too slow to kill you before... You explode or whatever? Yeah, you're, all your b- blood vessels just burst. Everything was just burst. Um, you know. God, space is so fucking scary. That happened to three guys in Russia. Oh, it's, well, yeah, it's always Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's on live leak. What, that happening to them? No, no. No, Jesus. <laughs> no, it happened in the 70s. And, um, yeah, no. Uh, I love Alien. I think it's like a perfect kind of film. Mm. It's like, obviously, it's not perfect, but, you know, it's as close to perfect as most films come. It's perfect in the way Texas Chainsaw is perfect. Yeah. Obviously, it's not perfect. It's perfect in its imperfections. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, uh, there's like a few, there's like, 
a few shots that I hate in the film. One is there's an ass shot of Ripley getting changed. I hate that shot because yeah. like completely undo undoes the whole non gender <laughs> you just, specific. You just um, walk out. Yeah, <laughs> just like wait a fuck it up, Ridley. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Ripley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott. Um, and then a few minutes, a few seconds after that, when Ripley fucking explodes the alien and it goes flying off into space, alien looks goofy as shit because it just it looks it's like a, puppet, a it? it looks like a dude in a in a suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like they really hid that really well throughout the film beforehand. Like you never get to really see the alien all that well. Um. The sound in this film is also something that really stands out to me. Like just the the sound of the of the spaceship, the mm. alien, the screams. Are, like one thing that stood out to me this time is um when Ripley's like can hear two of her mates getting fucking destroyed by the alien and she's running after them to try and find them and just one of them is just howling in agony and then just stops. Yeah. Oh awful stuff. <laughs> oh god. That's that's good horror. Grey horror. Good horror. Grey yeah. horror. You don't even need to show it. Yeah. And the alien's only in it for, like, the actual, like, full-blown xenomorph is only in it for half of the film. Mm. Like, yeah. literally at the arrow point is the chestburst scene, and then it's, like, a completely different film after that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about the build-up. Mm. All about the tease, you know? All about the journey. All about the journey. Not the destination. And even, like, the H.R. Geiger. Yeah, yeah, Geiger, yeah. Oh! Yeah, the, the design, designs. the design of the alien and the fucking jockey and the the big huge spaceship. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he reused stuff from Dune that mm. had been abandoned by Jodorowsky. Yeah, um, to uh, adapted it for for Alien, you know, and it fucking worked. Probably works a lot better than it would in Dune. Yeah, because Dune. I'm just like, basing it off. Well, like Dune would be like, oh, everything's so crazy, mm. you know. Where in in because it, it's like a fantasy science fiction kind of thing. Like we were talking about earlier, like yeah. previous representations of aliens in media, uh, but then in Alien, it's like it's it's people. It's basically like a fucking um, castaway story. It's like a standard fucking drama. People are uh, humans are trapped somewhere in some enclosed space, and mm. um, but like there's this just this crazy like this like true alien creature, which is just like totally out of its own environment, yeah, um, trapped on the ship with them, which is just. A, like the perfect setup, you know. Yeah, that pitch. It's like that pitch sells itself. And that's after where they find it is like, what the fuck is that thing? That thing is huge. Yeah. The jockey in the massive ship. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is all this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I. I never had, and I know that like that seems to be a huge question that people had about Alien. Is like. What is the jockey and what's all this stuff? I have literally never cared. And then they're like, we've made two films to explain this now. <laughs> yeah. Did they? Yeah, Prometheus and uh, the jockey. Covenant. Yeah. I can't remember if the jockey is in... Is Alien. the jockey explained in Prometheus? I think it is. Yeah, no, it is, isn't mm. it? Because, yeah, half Prometheus is kind of explaining the backstory for no reason. but It is. It <laughs> is, yeah. The, yeah, Prometheus... Is it Prometheus or is it Alien oh, Covenant? Oh, no, you mean the end scene? The end scene yeah. where, yeah, yeah. yeah that I is, know, yeah, that yeah. is, oh yeah, that is Prometheus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prometheus. yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I don't know, I, I like it, but I just, It wasn't like, really necessary. When I watched it, I was like, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't know, also, I know we're jumping for like a good few films ahead. Yeah, we're jumping about a month ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why uh, or two months Prometheus ahead. is like, 
oh yeah, we're making this horror. Aliens, like Ridley Scott's making this film. It's a horror film, and you know we're we're not going to tell you till the till you, the very end of the film that's yeah, it's an alien prequel. But like the font, the sound, everything else is like yeah, this is an alien prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what a film! But anyway, yeah, we'll get onto that in about two months. That. Aliens, though, for next episode. Aliens, action, one of the the greatest action film ever made. They talk about um, relevance. I don't know why I said that. They talk about what? Um, I just said something for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to explain why I I said it. I thought, like, like, aliens, the the theory of relevance pops up into it. You see, see, I I, I was like, they talk about, and I was like, why did I say that? You know when you just say something that you you didn't even think of beforehand? Immediate regrets. I just said something. (laughs) Not all the time, man. That's how we do this podcast. I was trying to get a, yeah, I hate when I just say something. Just on autopilot the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like none of it makes any sense. Mm. We just like pass it off. Oh yeah, and that's how I edit the podcast. Like, no, there's actually we don't speak. We just keep saying random sentences, and then in the editing process, we stitch it all together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's um, it's like a database. Yeah, yeah. We're just stitching it all together. We just get an algorithm to do it. For we, us. we did. We we actually when we talk about film, we say every possible perspective, mm-hmm. and then we decide in post uh, which one will be most acceptable. Um, yeah, to, we actually to our <laughs> listeners. We record we record an episode every night of the week, and then we release a version. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. We're, we're like for fucking Scorsese, you know, with our interns doing the editing. You know, <laughs> but um, no, no, James Cameron directed Aliens. Mm. Very relevant. Is that the second time where he took a horror franchise and turned the sequel into an action film? It's the first time. Well, yeah, yeah, then he did it again. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, then he did it again. <laughs> and both times, it completely, like, I'm not going to say fucks up because he expanded on it, but completely fucks up the idea of, like, what the first film was and where the rest of the franchise would go. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Terminator, the original Terminator is, like, not even on the same fucking planet as oh, Alien. Oh, God, no. You know, it's all right. It's a grand film. Yeah, it's pretty good. But Terminator 2, like, absolutely oh, yeah. blows it out of the water. Yeah, Terminator 2 is... Is the greatest sequel of all yeah, time. Yeah, is, like, yeah, that Shrek 2, Godfather 2. <laughs> 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 we have to mention Shrek 2 Aliens is not Aliens is not I know that some people No 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 People No no No, <laughs> no not even close I was something really mean What? People who are really bad attention spans Enjoy Aliens more than yeah. Aliens <laughs> People who are Dopes <laughs> No Aliens is not even on the same Aliens is to uh, Alien What Terminator is to Terminator 2 Yeah you know? That's just the reverse yeah It's just the reverse Yeah But um it's still good, though. It's still really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still really good. Yeah, still good. <laughs> still really like that film. James Cameron, he's coming back. He's back again. You know, he thought he was gone. He thought he was dead and buried. They thought he was dead and buried after the, uh, Titanic. They thought he was dead and buried. He thought he was dead and buried after the Abyss. They thought he was dead and buried after ten years of no fucking updates on Avatar Two. He's back again this Christmas with Avatar Two: Way of the Water. <laughs> we're gonna go see it and review it on the podcast. And um, in the meantime, we're gonna be talking about. Aliens next week. I'm probably going to talk about Avatar again. Of course. We're going to go see the re-release in cinemas. That was already re-released. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's done. Hopefully they re-release it again. <laughs> Just go to cinema. Can you show it again? Please. <laughs> yeah, there's no point watching that at home. Like, oh, fuck no. Fuck no. That's not a film that you watch on your phone. <laughs> Scorsese was right. <laughs> Imagine watching Avatar on your phone. It's pretty good, man. <laughs> you get a decent pair of headphones. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Oh, God. 
We move on to our recommended film for this week. And moving on to our recommended film of the week, we are going to be talking about Black Christmas by Bob Clark. This is a 1973 film. Um, horror film. Sorry, well, it says 1974, but yeah, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, because like, it says on some sites it says 74, and then other sites it says 73, so... I can never, uh, I can never tell. I'm gonna go seventy three because I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna say seventy seventy. <laughs> seventy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a year up. Yeah. Um, the year was eighteen sixty four. And yeah, Black Christmas. So this is a film, pretty famous. It's a. Uh, uh, let me, let me explain it to you. As winter break begins, a group of sorority sisters, including Jess and the often inebriated Barb begin to receive anonymous, lascivious phone calls. Initially, Barb eggs the caller on, but stops when he responds threateningly. Soon, Barb's friend, Claire, goes missing from the sorority house, and a local adolescent girl is murdered, leading the girls to suspect a serial killer is on the loose. But no one realizes just how near the culprit is. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Dun. This film is so famous that you've never even heard of it because it's embedded in popular culture. You know, it's yeah. part of the furniture in the same way the killer is part of the furniture in the attic. If you've ever heard that story, he's coming from inside the house. The call is from inside the house. Ah! It's, I don't know if it, it definitely no, originated with this, but this is the first popular yeah, representation. They, they, it it. Ur- I looked it up. This, it was an urban legend beforehand, but this mm. film just like used that concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I used to... Sh- so one time we had a teacher read out a story in class. I shat my pants. I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> I literally, I didn't sleep that night. I could not sleep. I was so afraid. Cause it, the babysitter and... What's it called? The babysitter and the stalker. Yeah, and there's loads of there's one with a clown. There's one with like I think we we had the one with the clown. Mm. We talked about. I'm not even afraid of clowns, but just the story, the way he told the story, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do. This. I couldn't sleep that night. And there's loads of other like adaptations, like When a Stranger Calls. I think there's two movies. Yeah. Um. Oh God, man, that's screams whole thing as well. <laughs> yeah, true. Um. But yeah, this is the first popular yeah, representation. Scream does that as well? I see. God, this film is influential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black Christmas. The first. A lot of films are called the first slasher film. This, this is, the, is the first slasher. This is people, the first slasher. People film. say Psycho is the first slasher. No, no, just this is <laughs> just because someone slashes with a knife doesn't mean it's a slasher film. Okay. No, there's a whole yeah, there's a is, whole process to yeah. a slasher. Yeah, like how many people does Norman Bates kill? Like two, three in the film. That's not you. He pushes a, one cunt down the stairs. That doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> he's barely a serial killer. Like you know. Um, this this Black Christmas is the first horror film, mm. or the first horror film, the first uh, <laughs> slasher. You're so sure. <laughs> oh yeah, said that with my chest. <laughs> but yeah, because no, it's yeah, it has all the uh, the trap. It's all it's everything. When you watch it, and um, because you obviously watched it, if you're listening to this, mm-hmm. you can see exactly. You're like, this is just like every other slasher film. That's because every other slasher film copied this movie, mm-hmm. um, including ha- Halloween. Halloween was huge. That broke me, bro. Oh. <laughs> that broke me. What? Like watching this is like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Halloween was hugely influenced by this film because this film is so well done. You know, because it's it's almost hard to kind of get a, get a a frame of reference because it just because if you if, if if you said to me, oh, this made nineteen eighty eight, I'd be like, yeah, it's a pretty good film, you know, but like. This is made before every other big slasher film. Yeah. 
and it's not like it's not just it's not just I wouldn't say oh it's, it's just a good film. I say this that's a really good slasher film. But like this is the first film like it, there wasn't slasher films weren't a thing when this was made, mm-hmm. um, and it basically invented the genre yep. and it did so well that it's like that its influences or no it's the things it influenced it's, are themselves influencing like a whole other show, yeah. subgenres onto themselves. Yeah, you know? it's like it started as a subgenre, you know. Yeah. Um. Because obviously I like heard like oh yeah like Black Christmas is really influential. It really had like really uh, strong influence on Halloween. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, as a as a slasher does, yeah. And then the film starts with a first-person shot of the killer getting into the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> lost my mind. <laughs> it's like, no, John! I was like, John, you fucking hack. <laughs> you hack. At least in this one, it's not one take. So at least John Carpenter managed to do that. Yeah. It's not one take. It's intercut. But, like, the killer of this film is, I think it's always, like, nearly, like, anytime it's him, it's from his perspective. And also, yeah. key key thing, you never see him. Yeah, yeah. Like, the most you see of him is an eye. <laughs> and, yeah. like, half his face. Yeah, half his face over a cloak. Yeah. Which is, again... Stolen. Yeah. In Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... You, but it's, Hall- actually, it's actually not done as well in Halloween. It's no. done way better in this film. Oh my god! Yeah, you, like you literally, yeah. like you know, in Halloween, like she pulls on the mask and you see his face for a brief second. Mm. You literally see, like, you don't even see. You see the corner of his eye and like a bit of his hair, and that's it. Mm. Like you don't see anything. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's proper. It's because it's not even. It's not like even a boogeyman thing. Then really. Cause like it's almost like it's just kind of it's just something inside the house. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's not supernatural. He's just a guy. Like, he's just a guy. Yeah. It's not implied that there's any in like the way like Halloween is. Oh god, know? no, he's just a guy that he's, they don't know that he's in the house. He's just a guy. But he's constantly there. So it's like psychological horror as much as anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <clears throat> and there's loads of different themes. Um, it's not as kind of like a prudish as Halloween is oh, as well. No, no, you know, because it's very like a lot of people say, oh, it's like a sorority sisters and like this look, it's kill and all that stuff. There's a whole. Like mm. subplot about like a fellow trying to control a woman mm. wanting to get an abortion. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole like the theme of this film is like creeps and men trying to control women's mm. bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is then like the opposite in Halloween, where it's like you're promiscuous, gets you killed, and you deserve you deserve death. But in mm. this film, it's like no, like because like it's it's just done completely differently in this film, mm. where it's like the. I think it's the phone calls. The phone calls, you're just like, that dude is a fucking creep. Pervert. Perv, freak, yeah. incel, Jeffrey Dahmer fucking wannabe. Yeah, before yeah. Jeff, like Years before Jeffrey Dahmer happened. Yeah. Um, when Ted Bundy was knocking around. Yeah, like just, you know, that, uh, who's that here? He's um, like really creepy. Uh-huh. Whereas like, Mike, I think importantly as well, there's no like iconography for him. Yeah, yeah. Unlike every other slasher killer, where it's a guy in a mask and you see him and you can make an icon out of him and you can like really enjoy the kills and get to know him and stuff like. Like I think B- Billy is his name and like even like that, it's only because he's like ranting and like, oh Billy doesn't want this and whatever like that. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no i there's no iconography to this film to this film's killer, so there's no way that you can like latch onto him latch onto him and like glorify I guess whatever yeah yeah I'm I'm gonna tie it back to Jeffrey Dahmer Mm -hmm. purely because recency bias because that's the last true crime thing I did or I watched but like it's the same kind of thing where like like you're saying Halloween 
um, all the slasher films, you know, you're like, oh, this the slasher is basically the main character, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, he's the bad guy, but it's also like he's I'm here to see him, yeah, basically, and he's killing people and killing innocent people for bad reasons, like thematically mm-hmm. and morally and stuff. But you're like, he's the main guy, he's right? the main character, you know, you're kind of glorifying him, um, and like that's what Jeffrey Dahmer plays with in the series in uh, the first like four episodes, um. In it, like a, like a you know, obviously it's always kind of like in a, an oblique way because you can't glorify the killer, yeah. but you are there to watch him. But then, like Black Christmas, <laughs> kind of it's kind of like the last um, four episodes. Well, no, it's it's more subtle or less like on the nose mm-hmm. than like the last four episodes of like of Jeffrey Dahmer, where it's about it's you, you're not glor you can't glorify the killer because the killer basically doesn't exist from a viewer's perspective. Yeah, he's just a presence. He might as well be. He could be a fucking alien or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just it's about the girls. Um, and there's this constant um, it's not a subplot it's part of like the main plot they're constantly warning the police that there's something seriously wrong and they never believe them um, and it's, it's about you know them being harassed by this guy and harassed by other men in their lives um, and struggling for control like their own agency mm-hmm. even within the house that they live in you know yeah. um, like so it's a house of girls ran by girls and even within that house they do not have their own agency yeah safe space mm-hmm. um so it's like a yeah oh yeah i didn't even think of that like yeah. men literally intruding a women's safe space mm. yeah yeah so it's it's like it's like a subversion of the genre before the genre had been invented basically yeah you know yeah which is insane because <laughs> like, yeah. like if you if this film came out you know the 80s like late 80s mid 90s or early 90s stuff of that you're like oh man this is a great critique of the slasher genre mm. i was like no bro this thing invented the slasher yeah. genre yeah yeah you'd be like oh, that's it's a really good film i like it's kind of subtle the critique it's like it's not it's it's subtle because they didn't think it was a critique really yeah, they were just doing it because <laughs> they're just doing it it's just a horror film which happens to kind of inspired other things which went in different directions and had different themes um, there was actually there was a remake last year I think or the re- year before, or maybe it was in 2019. Because I, I remember 2019. Yeah, because I remember I watched this. The reason I watched this originally, I, I watched it in Vancouver. I rented it off Black Dog DVDs. Shout out, shout out to Black Dog. I still have my membership card. I'm still waiting on my free DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I watched it because the 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 a remake was coming out starring I think I want to say it's Imogen Poots. I actually think you're right. And I'm a big fan of her. But anyway, she was in Black Christmas, the new one. Um, and I watched the trailer. I haven't seen the film. I'm going to judge it anyway. It looks dog shit. Mainly because it's all like girl power kind of thing. It's mad thing. Yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's like kind of a girl power thing. But like, you know, watching the original film, you're like, that's... Like, why did you make a film where like this film isn't girl power mm. but it's just like that's like kind of implicit see that's, that's the implicit you know <laughs> base level of the film i because i remember people like critiquing that remake being like why like more or less saying like why did you make it like political and uh, like bring out these aspects make it about that about yeah, accentuate that. it yeah no like, but like turn the film into that mm. but then when you watch the original film you're like Bro, that is the original film. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, did you not like? Because I remember, I think it was explicitly uh, Jeremy Johns, that you know, that YouTuber. Yeah, Jeremy Johns. He hated that remake. His, his popped collars, popped that. collar in the red background. Yeah, yeah. Giving out about the remake, saying, and I didn't even fucking know it was a remake, and he was saying like they made it about girl power and all this stuff and stuff or whatever. 
But then when you go back and you watch the original film, the film, like that is in the original film as well. Yeah. Way more subtle, but like, like the one of the subplots is literally a girl's boyfriend being really possessive and controlling and creepy, and her yeah, trying the main to get a, character. the main character trying to get away from him because mm. he's like, no, you're gonna have that baby, you're not gonna have an abortion, and she's like, this has got nothing to do with you. Like, don't you're forcing me to do something. And he's like, yeah, but you're just being selfish. Like, but you're being selfish doing that. Mm. Inflict on me. Whereas I have to go through all of this. You don't have to do shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like the social representation of what the killer it represents, mm. like physically. Yeah. And like in terms of like actual violence in the house, you know. To the point where like they think that the boyfriend is the killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a, it's a perfectly valid, you know, um, suspicion to have. But yeah, like even yeah, because it was either. People, uh, people were mainly giving out like, oh, this is like feminism, PC gone mad yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but like, you know, the real, the only real reason to treat, treat that film, I haven't seen it. Obviously, obviously it's rubbish. Um, I'm assuming because it's I'm way s- too uh, explicit with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like why remake the film? The first one was mm. like, there's nothing. It's not like they remade Halloween where like, you know. Uh, the it, film, the franchise had gone to shit. <laughs> yeah, or like where they, they remake it where, the, you know, girls don't get killed for having sex or whatever, mm. you know. Because um, there's no need to remake a Black Christmas where it's about girl power, because the original film is about women um, taking control, mm-hmm. basically, it, in an environment where they're being threatened by mysterious men. That's not glorifying the man. There's no like, oh, he's oh, he's so evil. Yeah. But like, I'm here to see him. It's about the girl. You're watching the girls. The girls are the main characters. Yeah. It's all yeah. about the girls. You know. Um, it's all about the girls. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really good film. Like, there's no there's no reason to remake it. That's why yeah. that's the real critique there, you know. No, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a top film, like top film. Oh, uh, fucking man, the, the way this film is shot, ooh, yeah, so yeah. well shot. It's the the lighting, the sounds, like those phone calls mm. are so creepy. Like just the like the multiple different voices that Billy has and stuff like that, where like he's talking to himself and like five different voices mm. um when he uh like um like this is like because right when you watch like an old horror film you know like i don't find at no point to halloween i'm like oh god like gripping my seat with tension being like even the first time i watched it or like even texas chains or anything because like it's the build it's the build and like there's more there's other stuff going on but like the actual mm. like chase i mean isn't like Except yeah, for Texas yeah. Chainsaw is a bit like, oh god, but it also yeah. goes on for fucking ages. Yeah, um, yeah, and the slow running and all. But like when, what's the main character's name? Barb. Jess. Jess. When Jess, uh, stumbles into the room where Billy is with the two with with like her two mates, and they're both dead, and she looks across, and he's just looking at her through the the nook in the door. Mm. And that's like, oh, fucking hell. And she slams the door on him. And he just screams. Yeah. And chases her down. And she's hauling ass. Like She's not running slow. She's running quick. Yeah, yeah. And he's also wailing and chasing after her. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Actually, that, I, that was the first time I've seen like a horror film like from this old. I was like, oh, like I'm actually... Oh Jesus! Yeah, and he grabs her, and I actually jumped. I was like, "Fuck it, <laughs> <hell>, film!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's scary, really it's good. A scary movie. Um, I'm not sure how it was made. Or like Bob Clark. Like, what else did he do? I'm not even sure. He's done another Christmas film. That's all <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just part of his Christmas cycle. He made you know? Baby Geniuses as well. 
Did he? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the sequel. Baby geniuses. Like, it's just so bizarre. Like, um, yeah. It was originally titled Silent Night, Evil Night. Yeah. It's just such a weird, like, you know, like maybe one of the best. I think maybe if this was about Halloween, it would be... Um, it'd be more well recognized. Yeah, it, it is because it's a horror film set at Christmas. Set at Christmas, yeah. Which like people don't really watch horror films at Christmas, and there's definitely a place for them, but they're not. It's not a huge thing. Yeah, Halloween is definitely the main the main time for it, you know. Mm. Um, but like it, this this film is definitely well recognized among horror connoisseurs yeah. such as ourselves and yourself. Um, but um, it's not as famous, obviously. You know, you wouldn't get a Black Christmas yeah. reboot like. 2018 Halloween mm. kind of style, you know, we're like, this is, this is serious. Yeah, this is like a premium Black prestige. Black Christmas gone gritty. <laughs> yeah, gritty reboot. You know, that, that would, maybe that would be cool. But I think this film is like actually, um, it's perfect. It's perfect because you couldn't, you couldn't make a sequel because yeah, it's perfectly contained because there's no need to have a sequel really. Mm. And you couldn't make a reboot because like, what was the, what would be the point? Yeah, they did make a reboot, but like, what would be the point? There's nothing. To, man, I think they've done two reboots. Have they? I think so. But there's like, there's, it's just perfectly contained as it is, as a film should be. You know, it wasn't made with any franchise ideas in mind. Yeah, um, there's another Black Christmas, two thousand six. Oh shit! Yeah, you know, it's. It, I think it's that like, film looks shit. Jesus, ah, it's that is. fucking Mary Mary Elizabeth's in that film. No way. Who's Mary Elizabeth? Mary Elizabeth. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Winstead. Winstead. She's oh, wow. Nice. Imogen Poots and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. No, this is the the 2006 re- remake. Yeah, yeah. Mad. Crazy. How did they do it? Even um, how did they keep getting away with it? When we're talking about this film, it's like I give that film four stars. I actually think <laughs> I actually think it's five now. I think this is on level with Halloween, to be honest. Yeah, no. Well, like maybe slightly below, just because of Halloween's vibe, you know. But I think I think the vibe is 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 also it's like a cultural thing. It's a cultural kind of like atmosphere, mm. which is not really down to the film. Um, Black Black Christmas is kind of unfortunate that it wasn't it didn't have the same impact in like a wider sense yeah um, like it's not yeah and I think that is just like um, like if this was as iconic as Halloween if this was on every year on like Channel 4 or whatever you'd be like fucking Black Christmas man sign me up yeah it would have its own franchise everyone would be like oh this is the best and I think it, that is like partially because it is um, a horror film instead of Christmas you know oh yeah definitely yeah um yeah, fucking fantastic film though. My god, um, and like even even the kills because you know like think people like you know it's a slasher film. What are the kills like? I love love the way that like he kills the first girl by suffocating her in a plastic bag, mm. leaves her upstairs, and you see her multiple times, and every time you're like, that is horrifying. Yeah, it's such yeah. a disturbing image that the film keeps coming back to. Yeah, and just like adding to it with like Billy just like playing with the dead body like kind of you don't even you don't even know you know literally nothing about his backstory you don't know why he's doing this you don't know anything you can only kind of infer that like he's kind of playing playing a house with the dead with the dead body in the, in the window yeah. oh fucking yeah awful stuff awful awful stuff <laughs> yes it's like the it's the implication you know it's the implication mm. of of uh, it's the implication of something you know it's, it's the implication <laughs> <laughs> it's the implication of the horror you know which you know you, you think about it in your head like why is he doing this it doesn't really matter it's horrifying mm. you know it's, it just it just works the reason doesn't matter He's the doing it is mm. apparently it's based on a true story as they all are of course yeah of course um in a series of murders in quebec yeah quebec canada 
And um, of course, it was received quite poorly when it was released. I don't know how. Probably, probably because they're they like, know what they're watching. They're, they're like, man, the seventies is fucking banging for horror films. This film is really good, but it's just like it's not Texas Chainsaw, mm. so I'm gonna give it a three stars out of five, you know. Yeah. And then people are like, actually, no way, this is the greatest one, of the greatest horror films ever made. You know? <laughs> we got into the eighties and they're like, yeah, horror films are just shit in general, you know. <laughs> you get the nineties, like, yeah, they're pretty good again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get two thousands, they're shit. And you get the twenty tens, like, yeah, they're pretty good again. Yeah, yeah. Man, are we in for a decade where horror films are shit? Is that the way it's gonna go? It's like that for a while, I think. Me thinks. Me thinks. But he has been reappraised as one of the greatest horror films ever made, and it's a fact, absolute it fact. It is a fact. Yeah. Big fat fact. Bob Clark, what a legend! Way to go, King! You're in the Parapod Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah. What do we call our our Hall of Fame? The book, or do we have a book? The a book. A book. Like you should write a book about movies. You should. <laughs> be fucking awful. <laughs> uh, like that long. The the halls of Paro. <laughs> That's the laziest title. Everything's just Paro. Everything. Just have Paro do it. Yeah. The, the 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 pod of fame. The pod of fame. The pod of the. Uh, you know, something like that. Because I listen to like a podcast, and they have like this like thing is like the halls of hard work and success. So they just throw stuff into it, like ah. whatever. Uh, another thing I listen to is like the hall of awesomeness or whatever. Okay, like that's way more cheesy. That's explicitly like it's too lame. It's too lame, but like that's kind of the point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we need something like that. Okay, uh, we need to brainstorm. Yeah, a name. Like if you're a listener, if you're listening to this, send us in your suggestions. For what our hall of fame should be called. Yeah, what should it be called? And uh, we'll make up a list of films that will be in it. Because mm. I can anything like, there's people and films are allowed in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Characters as well, maybe. Yeah, and we can make a, we can make a a, a physical shrine. Mm. You know, with DVDs and uh, portraits. Yeah, I'm like, where. The faces of whoever yeah. made the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be great. It's be not awesome. weird. It's not weird at all. But and then we jack off in front of it. I can't wait to jack off tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of weird, we'll Speaking move of on jacking to some off. listener questions. <laughs> Let's go if you want to ask us a listener question. You can get to us at paro underscore pod on Twitter or on Instagram, or you can email us at theparopod at gmail.com. Our first question is coming in from Robert, and Robert's asking, how will Halloween ends end? So this is this film's coming out on Friday, so we've no idea how this film's going to end. So this is not spoilers. This is pure and utter speculation. Speculation. Um, it's going to end with Laurie winning and Michael being killed. Yeah. And then he gets up and walks away. Oh, and then she looks back and like, not again. And she's like, ah, it's not just, again. It's like they're going to recreate the, the ending of the first film, but with like Laurie's daughter, granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, I can see that right now. <laughs> Didn't we call it last time what the ending would be? Or I think we did. We said something. Yeah, you called like exactly something that would happen and you were like spot on. I can't remember what it was though. I think we were just overwhelmed, mentally overwhelmed by how bad that film was. <laughs> But you call something like perfectly. I'm so because I think we were looking forward to Halloween Kills. We yeah. were like buzzing and thinking up of ideas. I am so not into this film. I think this film is gonna be dog shit. Yeah. I think it's gonna end 
terribly. I How will Halloween's ends end I, I, badly? Badly, <laughs> in short. But I think the genuine ending is going to be that Laurie and Michael kill each other or some something like that. Something along those lines. Or they have sex. <clears throat> oh, yeah, what if they bone? <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be. It was just them playing hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah it's going to be whatever the ending is going to be it's going to be bad and it's going to be disappointing and it's probably just going to be like Michael surely oh man what if this film doesn't like do you think this film ends with a tease that Michael isn't actually dead how else how could it not end with him like dying or something well because I suppose he can't die can he because it was already established that he's you know kind of this immortal. film takes place four years after Halloween Kills I didn't know it was four years. I knew it was a little bit after. Four, four years. years. That's a hell of a long time. Yeah, so clearly he's immortal because he was stabbed and beaten and like shot killed. Shot and curb stabbed sh- and everything. Yeah, shot in the head multiple times <clears throat> in the end of the last one. Four years later, he's like 70 years old and he's still alive. So like... He's ha- like 80 by this stage. Yeah, how is he... Like, how could he possibly die? But at the same time, how could they possibly call the film Halloween Ends... And then have it end the exact same way as every other film has ended. Oh man, I feel like they are. I feel like this one's gonna end. What if it ends like um He has a son. No, what was that <laughs> What was that one? Son of Michael. Is it Halloween Resurrections with uh uh is it LL Cool J kicks him in the balls and he goes <laughs> They electrocute him. They have a cameo of LL Cool J comes back. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, I got him. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, Larry. Step aside. I got this. This time I got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I sh- I, if this film... Or Paul Rudd comes back. Yeah, Paul Rudd comes back kills him. If this film... I feel like this one's going to... Whatever is going to happen is going to be bad. Uh, Laurie is probably going to die. Michael Myers is probably going to die. Uh, if this film ends with the hint that Michael Myers isn't dead, I am going to be unbelievably pissed off we should kick off oh I will we should actually ask I will, I will write letters <laughs> we, we should ask for our money back for oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> watch the full films I want my money back that was dog shit that was dog shit we, did, we just give a full review to the manager on site like, <laughs> record like, this we're gonna use this four points deep <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing so we're gonna be in Cineworld so. oh yeah yeah Oh, you God. cocktailers, what's up, man? What's up, lad? Don't know, do you even have cocktails? Or? No, I think it's a street. I don't even, street, don't even do beer. Just bottles. We'll be doing beer runs, don't worry. Yeah, loads of beer runs. Yeah. Gonna need it for this fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, bring loads of cans in. Do I take Robert's second question there? Oh, no, it's directly to me, never mind. Uh, Owen, how do you feel about them making Now You See Me 3? Uh, equally bad about how I feel about Halloween ends. Why on earth is there a third Now You See Me? Yeah, um, I just want them to explain how they do all those tricks. Yeah, like, what's with the magic? How does that work? Like, imagine if they did the like <laughs> Halloween. Now, now you see me three is literally just like Jesse Eisenberg just standing there for two hours just explaining how every magic trick works. <laughs> That's like half the films <laughs> as they already exist. It's like, it happens like this and then this. <laughs> look, it's at, like, look at the card flowing through my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's the most pointless film it's a series or whatever. The first film is the how most is points film. How is there How is there three? Magic. Who's going to see these films? Like, like fair enough, Darren Brown, uh, the American magician. Dynamo, whatever the fuck. Dynamo, and then there's the other guy. I can't remember his name, but he's pretty famous. Blair? Mm, what was his name? I can't remember. He ran with like Harmony Corrine and fucking Leonardo DiCaprio back in the 90s. Houdini. <laughs> Harry Houdini. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough if you're a magician. 
And like, Houdini, no, he's just an escape artist. That's not the same thing as magic. That's still pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, but it's not magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, like, fair enough. If you're doing live, if you're doing a live show, if you're doing live tricks, if you're like at least passing it off as you know, this is magic. If you're making a film about like Harry Potter is about magic, but it's not like how did he levitate that <laughs> wand? You know, it's like. But now you see me as about magicians, and like. Who actually do have magical powers? And yeah, who actually do have magical powers, and they're like doing a heist. It's just the stupidest thing. Such, it's a dog shit film. Oh, I it's, hate it's that one man. of those things where like they, they they had dirt on every single person in that film. Oh yeah, you know, and most a lot of the people are, um, what's her name, Melanie Laurent, and it's fucking Jesse. Eisenberg. She's terrible. Jesse Eisenberg is also fucking it's Jesse terrible. Jesse Eisenberg being the most Jesse Eisenberg character ever, and he's so yeah. incredibly insufferable. Yeah hate those films. <laughs> Watch my hand. Watch my hand. I know this rated as a two on Airbox. Get the fuck. It's going to do a one. What? <laughs> Shocking. I haven't even seen Now You See Me 2 except for the card sequence. And I was like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> it's like, why would you go to the cinema to see that? <sighs> I don't get it. I just don't understand that. Do these films make money? Wait on. Let me look this up. The first one made 350 mil-ish. Are you... Made a serious wad of cash. That's what I made the second one. I don't know. I think this. I thought the second one did fairly poorly. I'm surprised they're making the third one. Box office. Let me have a look here. Bro, it made the exact same amount of money. Did it? <laughs> 335 million. Oh, stop. If this one makes 300 mil. A gross of 270 million. Are you joking me? A budget of 120. This is fucking ludicrous. The Jesus. third one? No, the second one. Oh, the second one. Wait, the the second one had a, a budget of 120 million. Yeah, and it made two. It made 270 million. It didn't, it didn't 240 million. Barely broke even. Why are they making a third one? <sighs> I hate everything. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Yeah. Um, okay, do you want to take Liam's big sexy question? I will. It's a bang question. Okay. <clears throat> Liam's asking, has the backlash against Blonde made you rethink the movie? And in general, do you feel weird for liking movies and then seeing they're hated? Sometimes I feel guilty and try to change my own opinion, which is silly. I think that is silly, Liam. I think, no, because I, I get that sometimes. Sometimes, like... No, I, I also get that. I got that. I think it's like, like, the guilt part. Because you ever hear like people talk about a film that you like, mm. and they're, they're giving you a like subtext reading for the film, and you're like, oh, I didn't read into that film that way, and that makes you kind of feel bad or something like that. Has that ever happened to you? No, I'm always like, you're wrong. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. You're though, wrong. Yeah. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> this is why you're wrong, yeah. all right? No, no, no. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, sometimes uh, different perspectives. But that's, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's part of the process. So you know? there, I'm like, shit, Birth of a Nation is racist? What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, like, did... Does the discourse surrounding Blonde affect how you... Oh, God, no, because when I was watching the film, I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, Because <laughs> like yeah, yeah. uh, we watched the film before it was released on Netflix, before this wave of influx came in. Has there been a, another wave? Oh, no, but they, when it came out to Netflix, you just oh, saw the yeah, wave yeah. come yeah. in, and I saw like loads of stuff then. Mm. Uh, some of it complete bollocks. Like, like I saw people sharing stuff, uh, being like, the film has an anti-abortion message. Like, genuinely... Are you fucking joking me? Like, yeah, like, like people read, like, like most people are idiots. 
No offense. No offense. If you're one of these idiots, no if offense. If you're listening to this, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you clearly got a, <laughs> a PhD. <laughs> no, no so, like some people, it's just like, what? what's wrong with you, you know? Like how, like how, how do you see that, you know? Mm. Like even, you know, even we, we, like one of our favorite films, Halloween, we can see all these flaws. All the flaws. There's so many flaws here. I enjoyed Blonde, S- I could see the glaring flaws. Yeah, as it's as huge it. flaws. There's nothing wrong with flaws in film. Um, flaw, I wasn't a huge fan of Blonde. No. It was good. I liked it. No. I liked it. Like the, there's certain parts I really liked. Mm-hmm. A lot of it I really hated. A lot of a lot of parts I really hated. <laughs> but those parts I really liked, I really liked. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't like this film is a, uh, you know, it's racist for portraying JFK in the the wrong way when he was supporting the civil rights movement. So. Mm. That's the kind of level we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Anti-abortion. <laughs> what's what's what? That's not in the film at all. Like it's nothing. To I do saw with the film. I saw people like sharing that, and I was like, I don't, I just completely disagree. That's, like, just, that, that, that's just wrong. Yeah, I that's just like it's not. It's not even a disagree. That's just you're just incorrect. Because it's just like, like okay, if you're gonna take this like, you know, uh, fictional tale, which is like, I am now more coming into coming into like the idea like, if you, we, if you are an audience member are not educated on what you are watching, mm. that is on you. That is not the film's fault. Like mm. I'm, I'm coming around more to the like. Mo- people need to start taking a, like, look up something that you are watching. I don't yeah, know, yeah. like research. Most, do a bit of research on a film before you watch it. Yeah. Uh, that's we, what we do. We did well. We did not for blonde, and we were very confused. But that's yeah, not yeah, that's yeah, not sure. the film's fault. Like, yeah, yeah. the film is a fictional tale. Yeah, we weren't like, oh, what the fuck is this, man? If we you walk out, someone if, did walk yeah, out. Yeah, if you Google blonde, the one of the first things says a fictional retelling and stuff like that. Like, I'm. Less, I don't really care now, but at this stage that the film is, you know, a fictional retelling. It's like, oh, like, it's not trying to be accurate. So I don't really care about this at this stage about that. Mm. Um, if you look at Blonde and you're like, the abortion scenes are like anti-abortions, like you're completely missing what the film is actually talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you think that, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you're an idiot. Like. Or you just haven't seen it's, the film. You're just yeah, listening yeah. to what other people have said. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how anyone can think that. But yeah, there's yeah, so much... So much discourse, you know, so much mm. silly stuff like that. But do you ever feel no guilty like sometimes? no? I, I'm like, uh, do you ever feel like, oh, maybe I'm wrong? Maybe no, I'm wrong in this. No, one. never, never. No, I'm never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, shit. No, I can see where you're coming from, mm. and I didn't see the film that way. Um, I understand where you're coming from, and maybe it might make me dislike the film a little bit less if your points like really make sense, and I can like. Oh yeah, shit! I can really see how that works, mm. and even if it doesn't, you know, even if uh, if I'm talking to someone and you know they're given a point that like I just you know don't agree with, I it's not gonna make me dislike, them. you know, dislike them, <laughs> but it's not gonna make me feel guilty or anything like that because mm. like you like what you like, you know. Oh yeah, especially yeah. like geez, man, we're watching Blonde. Like knew <laughs> I knew from a million miles away what the discourse was gonna say. Yeah, like this, this, the discourse afterwards is exactly what we after the film were talking to each other, saying like, "Yeah, this one's gonna get yeah. hated." <laughs> this you fifty percent. Yeah, it's very. Uh, is that the one Liam is referring to? What is that the film that Liam is referring to in the question? Uh, I don't. He hasn't seen Blonde. No, no. Um, I don't think. Like, I think at this stage, like, if you're not gonna watch Blonde, you're, you're not gonna watch it at this stage because yeah, it's, it's so long. Like my mom even said, like I told her about it, and she was like, "Oh yeah," and it's like just so you know, like this is the film. She's like. No, that sounds interesting. I want to give it a watch. And she watched the first like twenty minutes. Like, you know, I couldn't watch it. I was like, yeah, okay, mm. that's that for like over like two and a half hours, ma'am. So <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really consistent. 
Oh, she is. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't get past those, 30, those first 20 minutes, you are not going to enjoy you're the not, film. You're not going to like it, yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of, like, uh, after um, getting into Jeffrey Dahmer, I felt a bit bad. Because mm. I read more about it. I, like victims family speaking of yeah which is like not even like their interpretation of the film yeah, is did, different yeah. it's like they're actually involved yeah what about and i was like ah, oh, because i was in- i really enjoyed it and i was like ah, oh. so i felt kind of bad mm-hmm. but it kind of saved itself a little bit maybe that's why i give it so much credit yeah see there I'm is, biased. i think like you know you can you can watch a film and i wouldn't even say like like, why are you going to feel guilty for watching... Yeah. I also, yeah, I also don't care. Really, an hour yeah. and a half, <laughs> two hours or something. Like, I know, I'm not even like, you know, like, I'm talking like, just in general, like, like, you shouldn't feel guilty or anything for watching something for like two hours and having enjoyed it. And mm. then you read afterwards, oh, there's actually, you know, all this problematic stuff. Because like, you know, that can happen. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of reasons that things can be problematic. <laughs> yeah, what other stuff do you worry about? Yeah. Other shit, I got bills to pay, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care about what some nerd on Twitter is going <laughs> to say. Yeah, I'd read your article, but I have a job to go to. <laughs> I have uh, friends to meet, you know? It's like, yeah, it's, you shouldn't feel guilty at all. Also, never. especially when like, I never feel guilty about people watching, like having, like I would say, 90% of the films that I love or really like, um, most people fucking hate. <laughs> mm, like, what do you mean? Like, I recommend Possession for the film club. Oh, yeah. And I think me and three other people liked the film, and there was 15 people on that on that Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, everyone has different tastes, you know? Different ways of reading things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nothing thing. wrong with that. It's art, you yeah, know? Bro. That, like... You know, you could, if you want to feel real good about yourself, just look up some, like, uh, <laughs> some, like, if you like, if you watch something and, uh, just look up, um, cause there's going to be like the, the leftist side of why people hate the film. Just feel good about yourself and read all the right wing stuff of why people don't like the film. Yeah, exactly. You're like, at least I'm not them. At least I'm not them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it's like. The same with all art, you know? Yeah. It's like, you read Naked Lunch. Oh, what a, what an amazing novel. Someone's like, oh, William Burroughs was a pedophile rapist. I don't care, all right? I'm reading the book. Yeah, he was, yeah, and I'm reading his work. I'm reading his book. I really like his book, you know? (laughs) You know? That's a different conversation. Yeah, that's all about it. Enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah. Unless it's a Marvel film, in which case you should feel bad. Yeah, yeah, you should. Watching CIA propaganda, you should feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) You should feel guilty. Only messing, guys, but uh, also not. But also I am messing. Also, Never feel bad. But also, mm. Never yeah. feel bad about yourself. Like, You're amazing. People take movies real fucking seriously. Yeah, like us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, where what go? are you talking about? You're wrong. <laughs> You're incorrect. <laughs> Screaming down the phone. <laughs> yeah. the ph- calling people to calling tell them people wrong. Like, You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't understand Black Christmas, man. It's actually the exact opposite <laughs> of what you think. <laughs> <laughs> It's like calling some woman, a girl who has like a, uh, a critique of the film. Like with it, five letterbox followers. You become Billy like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to make a joke about the stuff that Billy says down the phone, but I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> yeah. If you've, seen, if you've seen Black Christmas, you get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Man. And... Um, our final question is coming in from Hannah. This is a real steamer of a question. This is a, this is a dilemma, and I just want to give Hannah a big shout out. Hannah, this shot on you for about week for weeks on end. Shot on me? No, Hannah. No, oh. I did because Hannah would just ask why. 
Mm. How, when, in the fucking comments. Spamming the, us. Spamming us with his annoying bullshit. But by God, Hannah, the best questions that we get asked every week consistently. You know, I, I saw this. I was in work. I was on my break. Busy day. I was on my break and I checked my phone very briefly. And uh, there was a few notifications. At the top, there was this question. And I actually, I thought about it for like a good half an hour. Mm-hmm. I was like, Pondering. I was like, that's a really, that's a fucked up, but a really good question. Great question. You know. And our question is, if you could be Eiffel Towered by Jesus and Satan, who would you want in the front and who would you want in the back? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a dilemma. Like, such a dilemma. You know, I was thinking it's weighing the options. Am I dumber? How does, like, how does Eiffel Towering work? It's one in the back, one in the front. But how does and Eiffel Tower work for, hands. for men? What do you mean? Are you just bent over and it's in the mouth and in the in the ass? Yeah. And then clap hands? Oh, okay. Yeah. Same with women. Oh, is it? T- Isn't it? Maybe I'm thinking... I thought, am I thinking of the wrong thing? It's the Eiffel Tower with two people. In the- Man, I think when I was 14 years old, some fucking idiot explained Eiffel Tower to me wrong. That makes way more sense. What did you think of us? That it's just like standing up straight and they're going through the vagina and in the ass at the same time. And I was like, how does that work for men? That makes... That doesn't look like an awful there at all. Yeah, no, that makes <laughs> way more sense. <laughs> You're there thinking for hours stroking the gym. It's more like the spire, I guess. <laughs> The Spire, that's a... <laughs> Owen learns what Eiffel Towering is. Yeah, you, you episode just, episode 102, Owen learns what Eiffel Towering is. <laughs> you just invented a new move, to be fair. The Spire. The Spire. That <laughs> makes so much more sense. It's just, okay. it's just one person standing up having a wank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, I've ever done The Spire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> real lonely, bro. <laughs> real lonely. <laughs> Um, okay, so the real question is, do you want to... Because I feel like with Jesus, this is going to be grand. I feel like it's going to be sacrilegious either way with Jesus. Oh, yeah. But if do Satan's want... in the back, you're submitting to Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think the real question is, do you want Satan's dick in your mouth or in your ass? Which do you think is more... Because uh, I feel like that's that experience is going to be violating no matter what happens to Satan. And it's going to be complete... Okay, right, here's... All right, here... Okay. Hear, hear me out, hear me out. There's no way to, <laughs> there's no way around this. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> the caveat to this question is that Satan is complete discomfort and no pleasure whatsoever. The opposite of pleasure. Whereas wherever Jesus is, is complete pleasure and complete enjoyment and fulfillment. So which which you want to be fulfilled? And which wait, wait, how big are the dicks? Jesus is the perfect size. <laughs> okay. Satan is way too big. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, That doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't help. (laughs) It makes it worse. Yeah, I feel it. You know, it's the Catholicism definitely, but I feel like we're committing a sin. Every time I, I think a thought now, Every time I try to conceptualize this question, mm. um, I feel God staring at me like, give me the, give me the <laughs> stick, feel his guy. hand on my shoulder. Yeah, I'm like, mm. he's like Don't ask no, it's about question. Jesus, God, not you. <laughs> Get out the way, God. I'm <laughs> <with> your son. <laughs> Don't want me banging your son. Yeah. Um, I think um, Satan in, in the mouth and Jesus at the back. Um, do you really? Why? Because I think Jesus is going to be really tender and loving about this. 
Mm. But I then val- you're, val- gonna, you're gonna get throw fucked by Satan. I'd rather get throw fucked by Satan <laughs> than ass fucked by Satan. If I'm completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, that's the logic. That's good logic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopefully, we're never in this situation. <laughs> this is how you get. This is how you get to heaven. <laughs> Your answer determines whether you go to heaven or hell. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's pretty. Uh, that's pretty solid logic. Um, but like, Jesus in the back. That's something sacrilegious about that, defiling you. <laughs> in the brown town. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think is more sacrilegious, sucking Jesus off? or? Well, I feel like Jesus is a virgin. It's oh, yeah. You're so you, you don't want to take Jesus' virginity. Oh, yeah, you So are. you want to suck him off. And then leave Satan to the dirty, fucking sacrilegious evil. He's um, used that shit. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. only has fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Satan just refuses <laughs> anything else. He's not into it. He only has anal sex. Yeah, <laughs> everything else is too clean for him. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I feel like he probably argued the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. He, he don't want to defile Jesus, and it's not sex if it's if it's if it's uh, if it's oral. Yeah, blowjobs don't count. They don't count. <laughs> oh yeah, he raised a good point. You know, so I think I might go with the reverse. Is that the, is that that's how you get into heaven though? Then. Yeah, God's like you, you made the right to, choice. You have, to, <laughs> you have to think back in the the Bible canon. It's like, wait, Jesus was a virgin, wasn't he? <laughs> Shit, we're gonna think Jesus. He's like, you know your stuff. Get in there. He's like, this is just a test. Come on in. Wait, no, does oh no, yeah, no, because is that not a whole thing? Is that not like a what's that thing called? Uh, Copulation? No, no, God's loophole or something like that. God's, that's a whole different question. <laughs> God's loophole. Would you rather fuck God in the ass? Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's um, God's loophole is that anal sex is counted as vaginal sex, so therefore it isn't oh. virginity. Is but that, is that God's loophole? I think that is God's loophole, isn't that thing? <laughs> yeah. Remember that? You ever hear that song like "Fuck Me in the Ass"? If you love Jesus. No. no. I, that's a thing. I think it's a college humor. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's one of those. Uh-huh. Um, but then the but then but then, because this is down gay sex, so that is taking someone's virginity. Yeah, because it's gay sex. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I added that. Because <laughs> it's gay sex. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I think you. I think you. Because you only have one hole down there anyway. So there's there's no other way to have sex. Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but like we're talking about like that is virginity. Then I guess that because if it's if it's if it's gay if it's heterosexual sex. Yeah. It's God's loophole. But if it's gay sex, there is there is no there is no other hole for there to be a loop. So therefore, that is taking Jesus's virginity. Yeah, yeah. You raise a good point. <coughs> so I'd probably go with Jesus in the front, Satan in the back. Mm. You're back. You're keeping your soul sacred. Yeah, yeah, soul. See, that's the problem is that you're. See, thinking, I'm like Je- you're thinking of your I'm soul. Like Jesus I'm thinking cr- of my body. <laughs> I'm like Jesus on the cross. That's the thing. Yeah, it's mm. about the body. It's about the soul, not yeah, the body. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You take the pain so that someone else doesn't have to take to suffer. Whatever Jesus was Yeah, whatever Jesus was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> whatever Jesus was thinking about that's, suffering was. That's basically what you said on the cross. Fuck me in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. You got nailed, all right? That's exactly what he said to Jews, Judas. He's like, if you're going to fuck me, fuck me in the mouth. That's what he said to him. <laughs> that was his last words. That was his last words. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that was in one of those removed books from the the, the one with Mary Magdalene in it. Yeah, yeah, one of those forbidden books. Yeah, yeah. Where he talks about having gay sex. Getting <laughs> <laughs> Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I Man, think you that blow was... my mind with the whole Eiffel Tower thing. That thing makes way more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> How did it make any sense before? Yeah. I don't know because I'm thinking like. It doesn't look like an Eiffel. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it yeah, does. Now it does, yeah. Now that makes sense. Okay, so you're going Jesus in the front. Jesus in the front, Satan in the back. I got Jesus in the back, Satan in the front. Okay. Jesus. You can tell which wheel. one of us is more religious, I guess. <laughs> I'm not religious at all. <laughs> I'm just sticking to the uh, biblical canon. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Arguing your point well, though. Yeah. You need to convince people, again, I will not feel guilty for other people's opinions. <laughs> That's a fact. Never <laughs> apologize for your opinion. Never. Everyone else is wrong. If you want to suck Jesus up, you, 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 you do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweaty. tell you that you're wrong. The sweaty Nazarene carpenter dick. Yeah. Just get it in there. It's just sawdust on it and all. <laughs> Is he circumcised? Yeah, he was a Jew. I suppose. Were they circumcising back then? Uh, yeah. Is, wait, is Satan circumcised? This is a key question. No, he's got like loads of foreskin. <laughs> it doesn't retract. No, it did, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wizard's sleeve. Is it like, ba- it's like a big red It's like a dick. balloon. He's a big red... Yeah, it's like a red rocket kind of thing. It's like a dog. And instead of pubes, he's got nails. Like, as in, like, nails and jab with a hammer. Like. <laughs> yeah, because the cross and all. Yeah. yeah. And oh. they, they stick into you when he's up against your ass. Fuck, do I want that in my face? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I actually want that. <laughs> Take me, Satan. I'm yeah. open. What a, what, <laughs> what a question. What a question. What a question. What a question. Well, we leave at that. Let's, let's, let's better. Our... Next episode is going to be our Halloween special. Ooh. And we will be talking about one of the most important, one of the most monumental, and one of the oldest horror films ever made. 1922. I was going to say 24. 1922's Nosferatu. Nosferatu. And also as a backup that Spongebob episode with Nosferatu in it. We're going to watch, watch that as well, yeah. No, it's actually just that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Hash Singing Slasher. Nosferatu. All right, it's going to be a goodie. It's going to be a goodie. We're also going to watch Halloween and we're going to have a review there. We're going to have Halloween Ends, we're, we're going to have Nosferatu, and we're going to have Aliens, and yeah. also various other uh, spooky Halloween films. Yep. And then also, the, the, week after, the episode after that, we'll just maybe have a Halloween films in it because Halloween will have gone by but anyway yeah yeah, yeah. we'll leave it at that alright see you next time guys. good night god bless bye bye